0: Hey, everyone. Just a quick warning on this one. We're playing Clock Tower this week, which has some ableist themes that are kind of gross. We don't really dive into it that much, but I wanted to give you a warning if that's something that you are sensitive to. Uh, Anyway, here's the theme song. Welcome to the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad podcast, episode 13, a selectbutton.net Gaiden podcast. Every week, we select three games at random. You get to vote on which one we play, uh, if you follow us on Twitter, and then we discuss it using the five standardized metrics for scoring a video game, which are vanity, mystery, poetry, harmony, and of course, gun. Uh, I'm your host, Virtual Clint. I'm your co-host, Courier Rice. And today we are joined by.
1: A new duck.
2: Uh, Jennifer Connolly's biggest fan, Galaxy Queen Talpa. Jennifer Connolly,
3: aka NoCo.
4: I'm Bachelor, maker of uh, DDD, the Natural Playboys. And I'm Jennifer Connolly's future husband, so there's a lot going on here right now, huh? <laughs> oh
0: my god. I was trying so hard not to unmute myself just to laugh at what people are saying. So this week, if if you couldn't guess from all this talk about Jennifer Connolly, we are playing Clock Tower, uh, also known as Clock Tower Colon: The First Fear uh, in its various ports. It's a survival horror point-and-click adventure game. Uh, it was only released in Japan. Still, even though it's been ported to PlayStation, PC, the freaking Wonder Swan, we still have never seen this game. But whatever, that's fine. Uh, we're actually playing an English translation again by uh, Gideon Z of the Ian Genesis Translation Project. Uh, it, it, the translation was released in 2001, so it's been a while. Um, but the game itself was released in 1995, uh, developed and published by Human Entertainment, which is a defunct company, I believe. It was directed by Hifumi Kono, Kono, Kono whatever, who went on to form the company Nude Maker. Thanks for pointing that out, Courier. Uh, I guess they developed Steel Battalion? Which is that Xbox game with the ridiculous controller?
5: They did Steel Battalion. Uh, They did some visual novels, including one called AV King, standing for Adult Video King, which may or may not be a nudie game for perverts, so who knows. And they also made Infinite Space with the help of Platinum Games, the people who brought you fucking Hideki Kamiya himself. What (laughs) They brought you him. They're rather than games.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do want to point out before we get any further that this is technically a remake of an Italian video game that was released in theaters called Dario Argento's Phenomena, directed by Dario Argento.
0: Yeah, like, I was, I was gonna get there. So, <laughs> this game is really deeply based on that movie. That, that movie was released in 1980. It starred Jennifer Connolly at the, uh, ripe old age of fucking 15, which shocked me. Anyway.
6: Holy uh, shit. Yeah, she was. A
0: lot of the, a lot of people we were watching with now have to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> not me. <laughs> yep, 100% not horny. Um, so some of us watched that. I don't know. Did everybody watch that movie? I'm assuming not.
6: I didn't get yep. to it. I but,
0: watched it. I watched it. It was extremely good. Well, that's good. We've got about half and half here, so that means we can take our time explaining that movie, I suppose. This is just going to be a a podcast about that movie, I think. Anyway, um, (laughs) but I asked everybody to play an hour of Clock Tower. I said that because it rhymed. But uh, how long did you play? How far did you get in, in this game?
1: I played probably about a total of two and a half hours, but I can't say that I got anywhere close to an ending.
5: I played for about three hours yesterday, um... Got to ending G, which I heard one or two others did so earlier. And so we'll probably talk about that. There's a lot of fun ending stuff in this. Uh, And then this morning I got up early and I sat down with a spoiler-free guide so that I could get past the obtuseness of it and got all the way through to ending C in uh, about two hours. And I... You know, um, I think there is, quote-unquote, a canonical ending, because this game does have an actual direct sequel, but I don't believe in canon. So, uh, actually, there are several endings in this that I like, and we'll get to those later. I just got to agree, fuck canon. Anyway,
0: go ahead, Topa.
2: I played for about 40 minutes and then watched the rest of the endings on YouTube. I got two endings. I got endings G and H.
3: I am currently still playing this magnificent game. Uh, I'm sitting in the plot room right now with, uh, with Daddy Dearest, and I tried to get in the car and leave, but she wouldn't let me. Gen Con is very stubborn.
5: You gotta do it three times.
3: What? Damn it!
5: <laughs> it's that I... like cognitive dissonance put into mechanical form.
2: You always have to be more stubborn than Gen Con to do anything.
4: Yeah, I played for about... In life. An hour and a half is about I played, because I wasn't going to be on this podcast, but a bunch of other people, they couldn't make it. So once again, I'm the responsible one. I'm the hero here, and that's why I got a hero. I got ending H for hero.
5: A bunch is- of other people mysteriously died right before the podcast, and suddenly <laughs>
4: uh, Bachelor is here. <laughs> I'm, w- I'm way taller than Scissor Man and way more handsome, and I would use a way more convenient weapon than that. But uh, yeah, I got Ending H, which is the car ending, and it's very good.
0: And I, I played this game right around the time that the translation came out. Uh, in 2002 or three is probably when I played it, so almost 15 years ago. Potentially more than 15 years ago. Fuck. That makes you a gamer dad today, Clint. I'm a gamer dad. Yay. Um, So I probably played it for about an hour and a half before I fucking freaked out and stopped playing it. Um, (laughs) But I, I got ending... H, I think the the one with with the car and the scissors um today I played it and yes today I played it for about two hours I just used a walkthrough because I'm using my experience from 15 years ago as my my regular playthrough I just used a walkthrough and got all the way to ending s um which has some very interesting and bizarre twists and turns on the way there so uh we'll we'll kind of get to that um I will say. I, I kind of want to describe the structure of this game because it, it is a horror point and click. I mean, that's that's the best way to describe how it is mechanically. But the, the overarching plot is that you're one of four, is it four orphans? Four orphans um, who get adopted by a some rich dude who owns a mansion. You go to the mansion with your caretaker and she disappears. You go to try and find her. And then everyone else disappears, too. And then, essentially, what ends up happening is you get chased around by a small person with scissors and a weird schoolboy outfit. And when I say scissors, imagine three-foot-long scissors. They're huge and rusty and very gnarly. They're called garden shears, Clint. Those aren't garden... I have garden shears. I No, those are at least twice as big and thick as my garden shears. Those are terrifying. <laughs> Ah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I guess they could be garden shears, but they're curved like scissors It's freaky. Anyway. He,
4: he, he's Scissor Man, right?
0: He's Scissor Man. This is his name is Scissor
4: Man. They're bigger than he is.
3: Yeah. To be fair, if you look at the handles, they are comically oversized scissors.
4: Thank you. <laughs> um, like, do you think he made them? is there like a prequel that does ending S explain how he gets the scissors?
0: No, he's just got scissors. It's just scissors. His name is, like, Dan or something. That's the weirdest thing. No, no, he, no, no, no. His
5: name is not Dan. His name is Bobby. And, and, okay. And it, his, he actually
0: has a twin named Dan. That's it. Yeah, twins. Definitely twins. Uh, <laughs> so, that's that's the framing. And with that, we're going to talk
6: about our first topic, which is Gun.
0: Um, Which I considered renaming to Scissor for this podcast, but, you know, consistency is key, I guess, so. Um, But, for this really bizarre game, what thoughts did we have on gun? There is a gun in this
5: game. What? You do not get to use it. You get it pointed at you. It is a shotgun. Oh, fuck, yeah, I read about that.
2: Wait, when when do you get a gun pointed at you? Is that in one of the uh, less-than-perfect endings? No, it's uh, halfway through the game. It's
5: one of the optional places. If you go to the storage room that's in the courtyard, or whatever it's called, there is a big cage. There's the owner of the mansion in there, and... uh, Oh, this is after... Sorry, let me clarify the sequence of events. This is after you go into the phone room where Mary turns out to actually be a bad lady and she uh, gives you a drink that knocks you out. Then you will wake up in the cage in the courtyard shed thing. Um, You'll either be rescued by Lottie or you will be able to unlock the door yourself and get out. You can give your ham to the owner of the mansion and he will tell you plot. And on your way out... um, Oh actually, if it's Lottie who rescues you, then on your way out uh, Miss Mary shows up with a shotgun and kills Lottie and then can kill you, but it uh, she like you gotta bean her over the head with a plank.
2: Oh, uh, that's very interesting. I've never really considered how often and how uh, useful ham is as plot currency.
3: <laughs> yeah it is, it is very gun that you can exchange plot for ham.
0: It is very good, isn't it? I guess, like, there's there's such a... There's so many things to get into with this game, because I don't feel like there's many games like this at all. Um, there there are adventure games, there are horror games, but this game does a few things that are sort of outside of both. Um, there are There are, like, what, seven, six endings, something like that? And all of them, barring a couple of them that you just are completely separate, all of them kind of start with the same chain of events, But there are specific things you do or do not do that affects those chain of events. So you started talking about... So Mary is the caretaker, Miss Mary. She takes you to the mansion. You can... At one point, you can discover before you meet her that she is evil. So then that sequence of events changes drastically. Um, Actually, a few different sequences of events can change drastically whether or not your character has that knowledge. Um, which is very interesting. And that's that's kind of the key to a lot of the changes in the endings is whether or not your character has the knowledge required to get through a certain situation. Um, there's also certain characters can die or not die, depending on what you do. One of those is very, very uh, awkward and strange. I want to talk about it in mystery, though. Uh, so, But that that's kind of the, the structure of the game. It's very strange and interesting. I really like it.
5: Oops, I forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, this game uh, has a lot of really neat little uh, intelligent design put into if you will forgive the strange phrasing there. Um, this game worked or this game was made on a small budget, rather small budget from what I understand. We don't have the numbers. There's
2: only like five people in the credits, so it was obviously quite a small budget.
5: Okay, yeah. And they made this work really well. Um... <laughs> Uh, Well, goddammit, I forgot what I was going to follow up with that, too, so um, let's move on to someone else. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good, you're good. uh, It's me forgetting, not you making me forget.
1: If we're going to talk about the gun of the game, I think we have to talk about the way the movement works in this game. The uh, the movement is very uh, deliberate uh, in a really interesting way. In
5: that it happens at the speed of one mile per hour.
1: Exactly, except for when it doesn't, in which you can either be going at breakneck speed as Jen, or you can be uh, very slowly walking across the room uh, with the footsteps being the only thing we can even hear.
0: Yeah, and and the movement itself is is interesting in a couple of ways, because it's very slow, like you said, and a lot of actions you can't speed up. You can usually force her to run, but once you start taking an actual action, she does it like a snail, which is alternately frustrating and terrifying, depending on the situation. Um, And then you can also... There's two ways of moving, which I think is really smart. So you can... If you use her cursor, because this game has a cursor, like any good adventure game would, uh, you can tell her to move to the left or right. Or you can tell her to move to an object. Or you can use her L and R buttons, which will cause her to move left or right, regardless of where your cursor is. Um, I think that little touch is really smart. You're not moving around in 3D space in any way, uh, so you really only have left and right and then objects you can interact with, so those L and R buttons really work well for me. It is so fucking slow, though, and it's it's a little bit infuriating, especially because I think this game is really geared towards multiple playthroughs, and that walk speed really kind of slows a lot of that down.
2: Well, one of the things I want to note about it being infuriating and uh, kind of opaque and uh, tedious is... That does contribute to the survival horror genre as, like, what makes the genre work at all. I mean, I feel like this is already unknown about survival horror games, but the fact that the controls are inconvenient is part of what makes them work. You wouldn't really feel as helpless if you could, like, Mario in this game.
3: Yeah, I would call the pace of this game, like, pretty, like, finely engineered like, it, it, it contributes to the creepiness of the whole
5: thing. I'm actually pretty sure that if we had given Jennifer a hat in this game, then we could have easily done some Mario Odyssey mechanics. She could have used that to bounce off the hat to get onto the roof. It would have really improved the narrative, I think.
2: <laughs> I'm the scissor man now! Ha ha! <laughs> oh god, no, have, uh, dude, that would be fucked up. <laughs> she could have put the hat on the ham and uh, controls the ham.
0: Yeah, it could fly around as a ham would be good. I, I realized, by the way, that my Mario voice there was, Hey,
2: I am the Scissor Man. Hey, that's not
0: Mario. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Mario Argento. <laughs> Fuck. But I'm But I'm Um, yeah, no, I think you're right about the controls being purposefully obtuse and, and inconveniencing. Like, and, I I don't have a problem with it except that this game is geared towards multiple playthroughs. And it's not really a problem with it. It's just annoying, you know. Um, Once you kind of know what's going to happen, then the slowness of the speed is more of an inconvenience than it is uh, an atmospheric thing. But you don't always know what's going to happen, which is weird.
5: Uh, I have a couple things to note. First, a little funny tidbit that was a a bug, I think. I'm pretty sure. And another thing that's actually... uh a remark on some of the uh, the intentional design. Um, the first thing was that I had a weird little bug at one point. There was a... I'd walked over to the corner of a room on the... Like, I'd gone up the stairs, I was on the second floor, I had gone over to the far left, I was trying to reach the lower of two doors, but due to however the game had decided I had gotten there, uh, it wouldn't pull the second door onto the screen. It wouldn't move the camera. Uh, And so I was just there facing the first door. And so I was like, okay, uh, what if I try to run? So I hit the L button, which makes you immediately go into a sprint. Also, it's worth noting that sprinting lowers your health in this game, which is interesting. And I'll actually touch back on that uh, health in a bit. But yeah, I, I sprinted. I was already facing the wall, so I didn't move but I think uh, she, like, just kind of twitched a bit, and then my health went from
2: blue to red immediately.
0: (laughs) Whoa. Oh. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, Uh, it depends all on which emulator you're using to play this game in. Uh, The Beastness Accuracy Core is the only one that seems to make the health work correctly, otherwise you get weird glitches with your portrait the entire time.
5: That makes sense. I was using... Uh, I was using Beastness Accuracy, but not Beastness Mercury,
0: if that makes any difference. I was using uh, SNES 9X because I could fast-forward a lot more.
2: <laughs> yeah, Beastness Accuracy is extremely slow uh, at this game. You can't even fast-forward with it because this is pushing the Super Nintendo as far as it could possibly go, apparently. <laughs> um.
5: Okay, so uh, other things about the health. Uh, if you... I don't know why this is such a difficult thing, but if you uh, take the the top face button, which I'm always forgetting what the buttons are for Super Nintendo, because when Xbox came around, it decided to switch those around. It's X. The top one is X. Okay, thank you. It's X. If you press the X button uh, multiple times, it's supposed to be three, but sometimes I had to mash it over and over. Uh, Jennifer will actually sit down and... If she's sitting down and you wait, then she will actually recover her health all the way back up to blue. The reason this doesn't matter, though, is that—and this is an interesting thing I find in this game—the game, uh, game auto about every room you go into. And I found this uh, sometimes a bit of a trapping thing because you could reload a file and you'd immediately be in a chase sequence. But there were also there was also the fact that this is uh, surprisingly generous. For a survival horror game, because I've always been under the impression that survival horror games mostly took after, and I do understand that this came before it, Resident Evil, where uh, it was intentionally far away save points. And uh, I know that Resident Evil actually gave you save tokens. It was a very, uh, it was a very interesting bit of design. It's a whole other thing. But I, as I understood it, Silent Hill also had rather far away save points. I'm not. Certain. And so I was surprised to see with this game that they were just like, oh, if you died, it's of no consequence. You can start right
0: away. Yeah, I find that <clears throat> to be very interesting. And I think that speaks to the larger structure of the game, which is that very small actions can completely destroy your playthrough. <laughs> like, um, it, it, if yeah. you. Yeah. Like, I, and I don't mean getting trapped and getting killed over and over, although that did happen to you, no code, which sucks.
3: Yeah, the autosave trapped me in a soft lock.
0: Which is really frustrating. Um, but then there's there's a lot of items that you, you can miss. Well, no, not items you can miss. There are actions you can take that will ruin your playthrough to get the best ending. Uh, there's a lot of little ones like that. So that autosave becomes slightly cruel um, if you end up in a situation where you're past that point of no return. You can't go back. You have to reload the entire game. Uh, which itself causes more problems, because every time you start a new game, if you don't load, certain things change. Items move. Uh, a lot of the rooms swap positions. There's like five rooms in particular that can swap in, in between each other. Uh, and some of the safe spaces that you previously had where you could escape from Scissor Man, become not safe anymore. Um, so I feel like that's on purpose. Like, they want to trap you in a bad playthrough, so that you have to start over and experience all of those mechanics. It keeps you on your toes.
2: That's actually, uh, uh, I think, works very much in this game's favor. Uh, The fact that you can be uh, trapped very easily in this game in a bad ending or uh, whatnot is somewhat mitigated by the fact that each playthrough is only, like, an hour long at most. Unless you really take your time. Or, like, get lost and somehow don't die over the course of a playthrough. It is a bit...
5: Actually, uh, I would say it reminds me in just a bit of a way of my experiences with the original Castlevania, which I've currently got a thread going on about right now, or is being talked about in an old video game thread I've got going on right now on the forums, um, that the, the length of the game is very much affected by player knowledge so that once you know what to do and how to do it that the game looks smaller and smaller and smaller and it works out really well for that process of getting game overs or bad endings and having to go back at it and feeling that like that long period of trying to get to that point that you were at gets smaller and smaller and easier and easier
0: They even have, because there's a brief intro to the game, um, and then you have to do a couple of actions when you first gain control of the character to really start the game. But there's an option on the main menu for Quick Start, and you don't have to unlock it or anything. And it skips the intro, and it skips past all of the uh, introductory actions that you have to do. It just jumps you right into the game. So again, clear that they wanted you to play this a lot of times. It also has an option to show you which endings you've received. Um, so again you're looking for multiple endings although I have no idea how anybody would get the best ending without a walkthrough it's fucking super obscure
3: <laughs> um, I kind of appreciate how um, how like the random seating on different playthroughs kind of mitigates your ability to like meta game this game like you were talking about the game getting smaller and smaller like it, 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 it works in the tension's favor if you know what I mean
0: Yeah, absolutely, because, like, the the tension comes from the new situations that you're put in, and as they get smaller and smaller, honestly, the the game gets much more hazardous as you, uh, the farther along you go, and small choices can destroy you (laughs) very quickly. Um, So, it's it's interesting how they did that. I'm a big, 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 big fan. I'm a big fan of this game.
5: (laughs) By the way, uh, I posted a GIF a little higher up in the the, uh, in the, 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 the Discord thread. I don't know if everybody saw that. It is completely ridiculous, and I have no idea how you activate that in the game. Because it has to do with Anne, and I oh. have
3: I've I've never ran into now. her. I've done that twice Really? Now. It's yeah, very so, awesome. So at the beginning of the game, um, when the creepy music starts and the dripping from the bathroom, just have to walk past the bathroom where Laura is, and that scene will trigger.
2: Oh, so no matter what, you got to run into a death. Yeah. I remember uh, one, of, one of the three always dies. Lottie always dies, and uh, if you want to see um, uh, if you want to have Laura as your final survivor with you, then you need to uh, kill Anne or let Anne fall to her death.
4: And you should want Laura as your final survivor because this game this game's a bunch of bullshit. I don't know how many of you, how many of you had Laura die first?
2: I definitely had Laura die first. Definitely me.
5: Yep, for sure.
0: Uh, did uh, we I... say what that gif was, by the way? Sorry.
5: <laughs> Sorry, no, the gif that I was showing earlier having to do with Anne is uh, Anne's death scene. And Anne's death scene is that you wander into one of the lobbies and there is a uh, a great circle of stained glass above you and the Scissor Man bursts through it from the ceiling, flying downward, with uh, and skewered on his uh, shears and just slams into the ground. And then he stands up, throws the shears into the air and catches them. It's a little detail that I was really surprised to see in a game this uh, reserved with its
3: graphics. It's gun as fuck.
0: Yeah, it's gun as fuck. (laughs) I just want to point out that this stained glass scene is definitely inspired by a Dario Argento movie I've never seen called Suspiria, where a woman falls through a bunch of stained glass on the ceiling and ends up being hung. Uh, And I posted the the YouTube video, but if you look up Suspiria stained glass, you can see that, that video yourself at home. Um this is a very argento inspired game and I want to get into that in vanity I think is going to be the spot to really really dig into that.
5: <laughs> By the way Clint the term is hanged and not hung because that refers to something a little different.
0: <laughs> okay, yes, hanged. I'm very sorry.
5: <laughs> hey, a new duck. I saw you were going to say something and then you got run over.
1: Oh yeah, I was just going to say, it's really interesting as a person who only played through it once and didn't spend a lot of time looking at walkthroughs that for me, uh, Anne is the first one I saw die, and I thought that was inevitable. I didn't realize that I had actually done something to trigger that uh, with uh, the specific way I reacted to the bathroom event. Um, uh, And uh, it's really interesting to see how things that you think are set in stone uh, are not. For example, in the mannequin room, with all these creepy mannequins, and there's a possibility that I think his name is Bobby is going to jump out with his shears and start trying to attack you. But that's not a given. I, I died once in that room and then I came back to it and was trying to do it again without dying, but I wasn't even attacked.
5: Yeah, that's a, uh, for one, I actually never ran into that room. That's a, that was a funny thing about my thing. I saw it on the map. I just never ended up going there or the chapel. I think, no, no, no. I did do the chapel. Cause that's, that's important to the end of the game. What am I doing? Um, but there were some other rooms that I didn't get to go into. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of um, lot of surprising malleability in the roots in this game and the, the trigger, the the event flags and all that stuff. Anne's uh, death, I think, is a little independent of Laura's in that uh, when you go through a hallway, there's two hallways and they're both labeled the Scream hallway. And if you go through them, uh, a scream may trigger. And if you hear the scream, that's, um, that's, uh, let's see, there's Laura and Lottie. Uh, Who is it? Is that Lottie? I think it might be Lottie. Going, uh, and she gets, like, thrown through a window and, like, drowns in the pool or something. But the thing is that it doesn't happen if you don't look out the window. You hear the scream, but you can just ignore it. And it's fine. It's fine.
2: Yeah, it's- I always ignore streams I hear in haunted mansions. <laughs> wait,
4: you, gotta, you gotta look out the window to get that? I thought like it just happened. Nope. So, does this run on a clock? Do we go over this already? Am, am I skipping ahead now?
5: Okay, no, this, Uh. uh, wait, are you talking about is there an internal timer to the game? It seems like stuff was
4: just happening regardless of what I was doing
5: surprisingly i believe there is not an internal clock it is all based on where you go and what you do which is really interesting that uh it gives the impression of that because even when i started this i was like is this running on a timer like is stuff happening but no it's entirely it's entirely the player
2: yeah and one of the remarkable things is uh if you go and watch or play through the s -S rank play uh you basically never ever see after the first encounter with, uh, him. Uh, so it's just fascinating that, like, the main, uh, source of horror in this game just doesn't appear in the, in the place, uh, good ending. Well,
4: does does this have anyone who worked on, um, Way of the Samurai? That's not a human game, right? That's like a Spike game, right? That's a, is that a choir? Wait,
5: I don't know. Who did Way of the Samurai? Google Some, will tell you. Somebody whose uh computer can handle having Discord and a browser open, look that
0: up. Acquire according to Wikipedia. Acquire, spike, and zero div were the developers. I don't know what that means.
5: All of the above. They 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 developed it differently in different category, in different uh territories. Well there you go. Okay. So No, that's a joke, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't so know. Uh,
4: what acquires whole thing, they were they did uh Tenchu. And Shinobi Doe and all these these other games I hate. Um, sorry they really like.
5: Did, did these Japanese people really liked being Japanese? That's the that's what their theme was.
4: So so wait, Spike is an offshoot. Yeah, most of the staff of Spike were from Human, and Human made Fire Pro Wrestling, and then Fire Pro became a Spike thing. So d- there's got to be some. Uh, maybe it's just inspiration but a lot of this just reminded me of way to samurai and stuff like dead rising you know the way it's um it wants you to replay it again and again and it's not too long and uh i don't know if if this is like the first japanese game that kind of did this sort of thing are there like predecessors to this does anyone know is this a mystery It's a bit of a
0: mystery. Yeah, I'm looking at Way of the Samurai because I've never played it. And what I i don't know if it's clear. What you're getting at is that there are lots of events that you can partake in that change the way the story happens drastically. And so that's kind of the clock tower thing. Like, I assume that's what you're getting at.
5: Yeah. By the way, Bachelor, I just want to say thank you for giving me, finally, because I was struggling with it, giving me the idea for what the bonus question is going to be at the end of this cast.
4: See? Aren't, Aren't you glad I showed up? Where would you be without me? Anyway, yeah, um, because, like, uh, Way of Samurai is a game, it's somewhat similar to this, except you don't have this rival element. You're just kind of, like, screwing around. You're a samurai. I don't know. We were talking about this on select button yesterday. But at that time, I didn't think of how it would have tied into this because the structure is similar. Except this actually has a goal. Like you know what you want to do. You want to survive. Way the Samurai doesn't have that. At least not that I recall. Like in all of them, it's kind of like you know, just go be a samurai and see what happens. While here, you know what you got to do, which is, I think a big difference, and I think it's a positive.
5: I don't know about yeah, you, but uh, when I
2: played Way of the Samurai,
5: I was constantly dying.
2: Well. He- yeah, I uh, also constantly dying when I played Way of the Samurai. Uh, yeah, I agree that like the fact that this game has an actual goal contributes to like motivating you to play this uh, right and take it seriously instead of the samurai thing of just around and insulting everyone he can and then dying. <laughs> That's <laughs>
0: amazing. I, I I would never have made this connection. I really like this. This is fa- this is fascinating to me. <laughs>
4: it, it also does it in a very organic way. Like it doesn't feel like this game. I guess it has systems and shit, but it's not like hammering you over the head. Like you can kind of tell. I mean, I, I assumed if I was playing this on a legit Super Nintendo, which I did, because I, I don't pirate. <laughs> but um, you know, you. you I would have died and I would have restarted. And I would have, I would have figured out how the game works, which is something I wouldn't have done. Like look at all the people who played stuff like dragon quarter and dead of rising. And they were kind of, um, at a loss as to how to approach the game. Like everyone was kind of acting like, I don't get this. Why do I have to restart? Well, in this game, I think it kind of, kind of does a better job of pointing you in that direction. Like, cause immediately we, we were just talking about how everyone encountered a different death at the start. Well, most of us. It's like half. And you know, like, those games didn't really have that early hook, I don't think. Or maybe it was just different audience.
0: I can speak to Dead Rising and say, yeah, you're totally right, it didn't have that hook. Like, the first mm, <clears throat> hour of the game, maybe, maybe 45 minutes, is not very interesting. And it's so much, it's scheduled. <coughs> oh, fuck, hold up.
5: And another one of us has died, so welcome to Courier Rice's
0: hosted all by themselves. No, no, I'm okay. co-host now. I'm co-host. Uh, God damn it. No, knew... I'm alive. I was choking on a cashew. I I, I couldn't swallow the nuts properly. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you could, I'm sorry. Could you could you repeat that into the microphone
5: a little slowly? Uh,
0: <laughs> dying. Okay. Fuck. What the fuck was I saying? Dead Rising is great. Dead Rising is fantastic, and people who hated it were bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's That's It's no true. Chuck
5: Rock. It's no Chuck Rock.
2: Fuck Chuck rock. Fuck rock. It's no, no dragon. What? It's not Dragon Quarter. Dragon Quarter was better. Okay, thank you. Because I just heard <laughs> you, you,
4: <it>. you, you, <laughs> you couldn't do a giant swing in Dragon Quarter. Dragon Quarter is the best RPG ever made. Dead Rising's like right there with it. You can you can do a dragon uh, giant swing. You can probably do a dragon suplex. You can do all this pro wrestling shit. You could. Drag, uh, Dead Rising's a perfect game. And it it has a cult. It's amazing. It has a cult. But we're not talking about Dead Rising. We're
0: talking about Clock Tower and Way of the Samurai, which I will accept as related. Um, But, you know, the structures are very, very interesting in all three of those games. And I think they're related. I wonder, because Dead Rising wasn't developed by any of the same people. I wonder how much it was influenced by Way of the Samurai or Clock Tower, Uh, probably Way uh, of the Samurai.
2: Wasn't Sweet Home probably, like, the progenitor of this kind of thing? I know Sweet Home does have multiple endings for uh, which characters survive is certainly related to uh, this highly routed, highly branching path of Clock Tower.
5: Oh, Topa, you just reminded me. I have a hilarious note that I found on the fan wikia. Oh. Okay, it says here, it was talking about the legacy of the game. And it says, along with Project Firestart, Alone in the Dark, Night Trap, The Seventh Guest, Jack in the Dark, Alone in the Dark 2, Dr. Hauser, Alone in the Dark 3, D, Phantasmagoria, The Eleventh Hour, and Resident Evil, Clock Tower was one of the first
2: survival horror games.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
3: That's the most wiki thing I've heard all day. I
4: yeah. just. I mean, to be fair, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> but what's I, Jack in the Dark? Thank you. That's an excellent <laughs> question. I'm not sure. Uh, Does
0: that exist? It is I a. Hope-
2: a whole it's whole time lonely we can't time. talk about Jack in the Dark uh, during the daytime. It's not for uh, it's people true. now.
4: Hey, the sun's going down where I live. Yeah, it's a night I'm, somewhere. I, the, it's Jack in the Dark time. It's that lonely time.
1: It Jack is in the time.
4: Dark is what you do when you're alone.
1: Jack in the Dark is apparently actually a promotional game released in Christmas 1993 during the production of Alone in the Dark 2 by that same crew to promote the sequel.
0: There we go. It's and it's and you know what you do, you Jack in the Dark. Um, that's so bad. Hey. Uh-huh.
5: Also, I think it's worth starting that while I don't know what Project Firestart is, I'm willing to believe it exists, but I am incredibly skeptical about Doctor Hauser. Doctor Hauser. I just bad. got
4: like um, a fan translation. I think that's a 3D do game, isn't it? Why would someone? I mean, okay, you know what? Would... I'm willing to believe it. I'm willing to believe it. Is. It. It, it, it looks. I'm going to go find some screenshots of that it looks hot. It looks kind of like it kind of, it looks kind of like D if I remember correctly, it's got that same sort of uh early CGI look. Like you might've seen it in like, um you know, the mind's eye for after dark. Oh, let's, I just
2: looked it up on YouTube. It looks exactly like if D the game and alone in the
4: dark were combined. Oh, nice. Amazing. Does, uh, does it predate Alone in the Dark? Because it's weird how all these like survival horror things just kind of popped up at the same time, didn't they? Apparently I mean, it came out two years after. Okay, never mind.
0: We're getting into a whole history of survival horror here, and it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, Dr. Hauser, 3DO, released in 1994. It's funny to me how early on survival horror existed. Because I think in 1995, what survival horror games were out there. Sweet Home, which never made it to the States. And then I'm like, I have a big blank. I have no idea. But I I've, I missed all of this, I think. Um,
2: oh, the Alan in the Dark series was huge. And yeah. I missed for, for a certain sort of pervert.
0: Computer <laughs>
5: fans. So yes.
2: <laughs> Perverts all of ya.
5: <laughs> I Also, by the way, it's worth mentioning since we're talking about the earliest survival horror games ever made fuck dead rising 2 amen no 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 dead rising's okay but dead rising 2 fuck it it's it's not bad it's all right i played a lot it's of that a, game it's a goof off yeah it's a um, goof off actually it's somebody I... who played dead rising 1 and thought you know what what if we take the art out of it
3: um since dead rising came back up uh just talking about like the structural similarities between clock tower and these games that came after it and talking about approachability i think this game is more uh, maybe more approachable and easier to like like because it doesn't make many competency demands of you like all it's asking you to do is make choices in like at certain times and certain places and it's not asking you to like you know mow down zombies or like be good at video game or whatever it's 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 an adventure game and it, like I think that just makes it easier to like get into on multiple playthroughs because it's like, I don't know. There's you put in less and you get out more.
5: It's true. Um, clock tower is a nicer game to the player than, uh, zombies ate my neighbors. You heard it here. <laughs> I,
2: I actually uh, read. I actually 100% agree with, you know, codes, uh, uh, straight from my notes, one of the things I noted down was that I don't normally play survival horror games. Like, I don't like to be stressed out for seven hours in a row, uh, which is kind of why I never really got into the Resident Evil series. I know. It's why um, I don't engage with real life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have enough constant stress from being a living, ostensibly human being. Uh, so. Clock tower worked for me in the sense that uh each playthrough is only like an hour at most, and uh, there's such a wide variety in the playthroughs that if I get tired of playing for a while, I could just put the game down and pick it up again when I'm interested in uh, having the micro phenomena experience that is Clock tower.
5: You can literally turn off the game and you'll be in the room where you stopped. Unless you're no code, in which case the game will just shit itself to death and give you the finger.
3: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, I went into this completely expecting to hate every second of it. But, like, I'm still playing it, like, right now. So...
0: That's fantastic. I think that's a yeah. That's a really great point. It's a much more approachable game, despite the fact that I seriously could not play this game when I was like fifteen or sixteen. It fucking terrified me. But I I couldn't play Earthbound when I was that age because it terrified (laughs) me. It is, you know what I got to the end of Earthbound when I was a kid that and I was fucking freaked out for like a week. <laughs> oh, uh, I got scared by a hippie
5: chasing me across town and then I ran into a tunnel, and a ghost showed up, and I slammed the power uh button on the off setting and
4: then I cried one, one of the interesting things like relating the gun, the cursor is really good in this game i mean it, it, it's still a bit too finicky it's still a bit too pixel hunty. There's not that much stuff to actually interact with in an environment, which is interesting. Like, if you go into a room, chances are you're going to see what you can actually touch right away. But um, it has this sort of Western adventure game, you know, interface. But, you know, it's like mouse-driven kind of cursor, you know. But, um, like, with puzzles and such, you don't really need to stress out. You're not, like, at least as far as... I didn't get that far, and I only had to do a few puzzles undoing air quotes, like some sort of asshole. Like, there's very little need for you to actually stress out about what you need to do and, and what, you know, like, it's not some it's, it's even simpler than a LucasArts game would be, but still being more um, involving than a Telltale game.
6: Ooh,
0: burn! <laughs> no, I I think that yeah, this the cursor is really sweet because it it hooks onto things really easily and it has a nice animation to tell you when you're over something you can uh, interact with and even when you're using an item, it like it sticks. If you can use that item on the thing, it sticks. Otherwise, it won't stick. Uh, it, it's a really That's nice true. design.
5: That's true. There's not a ton of pixel hunting. There's a few hard to spot things at times, but not a lot of pixel hunting at all.
2: Yeah. You've... One of the, one of the things I know about the game is that, uh, I, I looked at the, uh, spoiler free walkthrough and in one of the appendices, it just lists every single puzzle in the game. And none of the puzzles, uh, sure. Like Lucas art style. Uh, they ran out of ideas and are just trying to obscure now bullshit. Like you never had to, uh, do the infamous, uh, uh, what the fuck is that? Gabriel Knight three, uh, stick some honey on a cat to steal cat hair, and then stick that on your face, and then alter an ID with a fake mustache so that you can sneak into a place.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't combine items in this game. Everything you can pick up is pretty obvious, and the biggest thing is just where to use items and when. And they're usually pretty obvious. You know, you open a meat locker full of fucking giant, terrible bugs. You use the insecticide you picked up, the, you know, and it's done. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not a stretch to do most of these puzzles. The, the, the stretchiest one is uh, very near to the end of the game where you have to kind of infer some things. And sometimes you can't even solve that puzzle and you have to go about it a different way. But I won't talk about that in mystery. So. Um, and in fact, <clears throat> we've talked about a lot of gun. And I would like to talk about Vanity. So any other gun notes before we move on?
2: Well, this isn't really something I had noted down, but I do want to go off of something Bachelor, uh said, which is fuck Telltale Games. This is really like uh, the promise of Telltale Games actually uh, delivered. You actually get like branching paths and your choices matter in this game, whereas in fucking Walking Dead or whatever, it's all an
4: illusion. And none of it is like it's not harming you over the head, which is maybe something I said already, but it feels very natural it's not like there's very little text, and there's, there's-
2: no there's no like n p c companion saying your choices really matter right now
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate that
4: there's no renegade you know hit l to to do uh renegade there's none of that it just feels like it always feels like a natural thing like it's unfolding in a very you know feels like a story and it's like yeah
3: speaking of gun uh apparently uh Jennifer Connolly in this game is a fucking beast just smashing down walls and like overpowering Sister Man like every time just fucking strong as fuck dude just like the real
2: Jennifer (laughs) (laughs) Connolly.
5: I don't know if anyone saw it, but uh, one of the hide options, which I was shocked when I went on YouTube and looked it up, and there was a lot more hiding options than I thought. I thought there was, like, hide behind the back of the storage room, hide under the bed. Turns out there's stuff like if you go into the library and hide in between the very middle of the uh, the, uh, the bookshelves, then, like, you can get uh, Man to walk back there, and then you can just shove the bookshelf over on top of him.
4: Oh, that's fantastic. Yes.
5: Jinon's yeah. just a beast.
4: She's really strong because like one of the things, I kept dying early. It took me a long time before I actually managed to survive the scissor man. And um like the the B button is just devoted entirely I think so. That's just devoted entirely to mashing it when you have like when your portrait flashes.
2: Yeah, so that's like, panic you, mode.
4: Yeah, and then you overpower, like you get into like some sort of tug of war with that little that little guy and his goddamn scissors they're not hedge clippers they're scissors and you know and then you just like you you wallop them and you're gen con you're not like she's what actually she's five foot seven i looked that up on google i'm not a creep i'm just like you want to be prepared for your first date with your next wife Um, (laughs) you want to know if you want to know if she can shove you over (laughs) she can't i'm way bigger than her but i mean she's really fit i don't know if you've seen her lately she's like she takes physical fitness seriously, and maybe it's because she had to go through lots of shit like this. Bachelor's not a pervert, everybody. What? I'm, <laughs> I'm just respecting... I respect all women. All, all humans. Except that little scissor man. Fuck him. Also, fuck whoever a, a human decide they were gonna murder Laura in the shower, because I take personal offense to that, even though that's like 20 years before I started working on my game, which is the best game I ever made. Anyway. Hi. Look, uh...
0: Time light like cannon is bullshit. So it all works out. Yep they they fucked with you. Now you gotta fuck with them. You gotta. No, I'm
4: gonna I'm gonna one up them on the ham game. Fuck them.
0: <laughs> yeah, more ham. you,
4: right. human.
0: <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Any more gun? Any more gun? Is it... I didn't expect the gun section to be this long, but it's actually such an interesting gun game. I'm glad we got there. But any more gun? Uh, I have commentary on the endings
5: but god I can't figure out where to fit it into this maybe harmony Har...
3: you know what okay
5: yeah that's a good place cuz it is near the end and what is more harmonious than Between a good gun
3: and vanity <laughs> the first thing i did in this game was look into a vanity mirror and it choked me to death vanity dead end
2: <laughs> see that's also randomized uh i never got that See? Yeah, this game is so fucking good. It's so good. So good. And, and if I'm pretending to be Jennifer Connelly, I'm going to be vain as fucking looking in that mirror all the time. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's a
5: serious message. Another thing that's randomized, now that I remember it, uh, let's see, what is it, what is it? Oh yeah, if you're running from the Scissor Man and you go hide in one of the bathrooms, I believe it's the bathroom that you find the cat in. Wait, how many bathrooms
4: are in this game? Two. Two. Two, there's two in this um, in this house. This thing's the size of like. <laughs> yeah, well, surprisingly, only
2: like three people at most are able to live in here because everybody else gets murdered. So two bathrooms is enough.
5: <laughs> it's true. Okay, uh, so if you go into the bathroom to try and hide from the Scissor Man and close the door, then you have a fifty-fifty chance that either he'll walk in, see the closed door, and be like, "eh," and leave, or he'll just start the door. Yeah, I have. A, did that happen to you? Yeah, several times. No, code. You just have the worst luck. Seriously, I love it.
0: Like, okay, I want to talk about favorite deaths. I don't know where to do that. I was going to put it in poetry. So let's. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about death in poetry. I think that's that's fair, probably. So, because uh, I have one I want to talk about. And I don't know how much this is randomized. I don't know if anybody else encountered it. So uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, okay. Um, I'm moving on to vanity. We're done. So let's, let's talk about our next section, Vanity. Do I have notes for this? I don't have notes for Vanity. I didn't write anything fun for Vanity. Uh, what if we have for, for Vanity other than let's just talk about phenomena now? Okay. I
3: only now. Oh, God. Is, <laughs> is, is, is the mirror choking me?
4: What I want to know is which one of you has eyebrows that rival Jennifer Connelly because I think I might be top on in this, this list.
2: Oh, my eyebrows yeah, definitely okay. rival
5: Jen uh, Khan. I've got really good eyebrows. This is the Browcast.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for my eyebrows as well. I've pretty good ones.
4: (laughs) I've I've never tweezed mine. I've kept it real. And once I get back with Jennifer Connelly, I guess I feel like I've been with her for a long time after playing this game and watching Phenomena.
2: I I did have a mental breakdown in high school and the shaving. So that's kind of like tweezing.
4: (sighs) That's way more hardcore. Like that, that that. embracing a whole new life that's not selling out that's That's where
2: you intentionally
5: make the decision that you want people to be able to read your facial expressions anymore
2: (laughs) people can't anyway so it's fine
0: um okay yeah no i god this game though it's so good okay a lot of this game's vanity is informed by phenomena and I would never have known this yeah, except the, for somebody mentioning that. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, the uh, cinematography and phenomena is incredible. Uh, I just looked up the name of the cinematographer and I wanted to share it as well. Uh, Faydon Papa Michael. Fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> Doesn't Papa Michael make pizza? Cut, no. No. <laughs> because Papa <laughs> Michael's not racist. Um, You're thinking of Father Papa. <laughs> Um, Okay. Yeah. No. The the that movie was really good, and I I'm not a movie buff, so it's hard for me to talk about it with any intelligence. But it was really nice. Um, it had a lot of really interesting use of color, and I want to describe the plot of phenomena so you could get an idea of some of the similarities here. And like, it is really the first five minutes and first and last twenty minutes of that movie you is Clock Tower.
4: Uh, you might want to sit down before you hear the synopsis. It's it's
0: out there. So you've got Jennifer Connelly. Uh, as a f- fourteen-year-old girl, she she's only fifteen when she's playing it. Anyway, she's sent to a boarding school. Where is it? Where's this boarding school?
4: Uh, Switzerland, I believe. No, it's the Trans- Transylvania of Sweden, I think, or Switzerland. It's Transylvania of something. It's definitely Swiss Transylvania. It's in Switzerland. There we go. The Swiss Transylvania.
0: Thank you. Okay. So it's, 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 it's Swiss Transylvania. Anyways, it's a small town in uh, Switzerland. And then, so she basically meets a couple of people and then some people start dying. They get stabbed in their face or whatever. Not people, girls. Specifically, teenage girls are getting murdered. Um, One of them got stabbed behind their face, I think. Yep. Through the mouth, behind, like behind the skull and through out the mouth, which is fucked yeah.
5: up. I didn't. I didn't actually see that. I missed the first like 20 minutes of the movie. But then when I was looking up a trailer, I saw it and I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. When did I miss that? Because when I came in, all of the deaths seemed really like, like really underdone. And I was just like, oh, they're going to like save everything big for the end or maybe not anything at all. And I I had no clue someone got, uh, you know what, I can't think of a funny slang word for uh, getting impaled from behind your head through your mouth.
4: But that's uh, somebody's fetish. It's <laughs> that's what it is. I, I, I don't want to uh, trample on on Clint right now. Please but do. Tim Curry already did it. I got. So, wait, no, hold on. I got it. They got xenomorphed because they they look like <laughs> a xenomorph. Go. But like, if you hear the plot of this movie, it sounds like some like Richard. Donner? Is that his name? Some fucking like, you could have seen some Spielberg wannabe doing this. Like It could could have been The Goonies, which is shit except this movie's awesome. But then you watch it and it's like, one of those movies if they just had the most horrific deaths just pop up like every 20 minutes it's a two hour movie. And it gets really freaking hardcore. Just imagine as Clint's talking about this that like, you know someone just got like uh again they got xenomorph. Yeah,
0: like, it It has a very strange tone, because it alternates between being sort of a goofy kids movie and a fucking... One of the goriest movies I've seen in a long time. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean... God, there's so many things to talk about. It opens... I, I fucking skipped the opening. There's an opening with a Swedish uh, girl who misses a bus, goes to a house, uh, and gets stabbed in the hand with scissors and murdered. There's the scissors. That's a big, big... When I saw those, I was... I, I like... My breath caught in my throat because I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking clock tower. Uh, <laughs> this is real. <laughs> it's real.
2: <laughs> There's also a glass breaking scene in in that first murder. So it ties in it not only Suspiria, but clock, about t- uh, uh, phenomena itself had uh, slow motion glass breaking aesthetic
4: murder. It yeah, happened twice. Yeah, the the glass breaks, and what? It falls down, and it beheads her at a waterfall. Like, it's not enough that this girl died. Like, I missed that when we first watched it. I had to go and, like, reload, because everyone was, like, losing their shit over it. And the girl gets decapitated at a waterfall. Sorry for spoiling the first five minutes of Phenomena, everyone, but... This... You knew what you were in for. yeah anyway the
0: the major plot points are this there's a man who studies insects and also works with the cops and he can tell when somebody died based on insects he has a theory that insects are psychic jennifer Connolly can communicate with insects that's weird (laughs) she loves bugs and i want to i want to stop and mention that jennifer Connolly, the 15 year old girl had bugs crawling on her for this movie and was completely serene her serenity throughout the entire movie is slightly haunting.
4: <laughs> it's also important to remember that, the, that the scientist is Donald Pleasence in a wheelchair working a Scottish accent, and he is amazing.
2: And he has a chimpanzee uh, nurse. Yeah, I also wanted to mention uh, with regards to uh, Jennifer Connelly, I don't know what sort of sorcery they did, but she just looks uh, literally otherworldly in every scene in that movie.
0: She's always wearing white, and she has this, this look on her face of being completely apart from things for the most part. Like, it's it's incredible. She does really good work on that movie.
4: <laughs> Even when her roommate is perving on her actor dad, she's very cool about it. I'm sorry I stepped over no code. Uh, just Connelly's
3: Gen Con is lit very specifically throughout the whole movie. She's kind of like glowing in all the darkness like all the time Actually, that's
2: just just what she looks like all the time actually in real life (laughs) Uh, pretty true yeah Uh, but I did want to mention with uh, regards to that chimpanzee nurse that's one thing that could have improved clock tower (laughs) yes there (laughs) could have been a chimpanzee I actually thought that uh, Mr.
5: Barrows in the shed was the chimp for a minute and then I was like oh dude you're a dude (laughs)
0: yeah yeah that that he doesn't look exactly human for a second
4: um um, keep going no go ahead go ahead well no it's interesting because like clock tower like now that i'm playing it it's fun but we were watching that movie and we were all losing our mind because it it is so nuts and just so it's unlike anything and like clock tower just took the most mundane aspects of it and made a game it's like they maybe just like watched a trailer, maybe? And just like, okay, we're going to make a game based on that. But you watch that movie. You got Jennifer Connelly hanging with bugs. You got a monkey butler. You got a, a girl in a Bee Gees shirt with a Big Barry Gibb on her on her torso. It's the best t-shirt you'll ever see. I the recommend movie.
2: The movie randomly drops into Italian because we were watching the extended cut that did not have subtitles. It was great.
5: It also, uh, the movie also, strangely enough, has a main theme that destroys every video game soundtrack ever made. And Clock Tower only just touches at the intro to it for its main theme.
0: Yeah, I want the clock tower music is essentially the music from Phenomena, but toned down like a thousand times, but it's, it, it's almost a direct copy in a couple of ways. There is one scene where, oh my god, it's so hard to explain some of these things without sounding like a maniac. Um, Jennifer Connolly's friend has just been murdered. Jennifer Connolly sleepwalks because she's psychic, whatever. She's sort of sleepwalking and she's following a, uh, a firefly, and the firefly leads her to a discarded glove covered in maggots. This is an important thing. The maggots mean that there's death, whatever. But this scene takes a solid what three minutes. The entire time, this Castlevania-esque rock music is playing while she very slowly and deliberately hunts through a bush for a glove. It's it's so bizarre. I love it.
2: Yeah. If if you've never heard Goblin, uh, they yeah. did a m- of horror so movies, uh, Goblin is amazing. Like as a band, They're, they just defines this of that particular era of horror movies by themselves.
0: I, and I saw the credits and I was like, Goblin? Who's, what kind of name is Goblin for a composer? But yeah, it's a band. It's a progressive rock band. So they're uh, an Italian progressive rock band, unsurprisingly. I want to get to the end of, of, of uh, Phenomena. I'm going to spoil this whole thing. So shut your podcast off. Shut your iPhone off if you don't want to hear this. Um, turn off the console, Snake. Turn off the console, Snake. Um, at, at, so a bunch of stuff happens. Uh, Donald Pleasance dies. Oh, no. Uh, the monkey chimp gets a razor. Cool, cool. Uh, (laughs) The monkey chimp. I meant chimp nurse. Whatever, fucking A. Um, (laughs) And anyway, Jennifer Connelly ends up with... She's not the headmistress, but she's staff at this school. Um, She ends up at this woman's house. She was the woman who first uh, brought Jennifer Connelly to the school. Um, The the woman poisons her. Jennifer Connelly has a long, throwing-up scene. That made me more uncomfortable than almost anything. Um, <laughs> the, the detective arrives he gets chained to a wall and basically she just dis- Jennifer Connolly, <laughs> whose name in the movie is Jennifer by the way and the name of the person in Clock Tower is Jennifer she's Jennifer as well so we're at, at triple Jen now um, anyway she discovers that this woman's son has some sort of terrible deformity and he's the one who's been killing people along with uh, the mother and that they're just two deranged people uh, she gets in a boat she uh, A small, like, con- like, motorboat. There we go. Uh, the kid follows her. He stabs the gas tank. And then she summons a swarm of insects to kill the kid. Then the gas tank explodes. The kid shows up. And there's a bunch of gas on... Or there's a bunch of f- fire on water. And then a bunch of people die. Whatever. Anyway, the chimp comes back with a razor and kills the woman. And that's the end of the movie. But <laughs> the, the similarities between the two are shocking. Even down to some of the lighting in this game they use for a game it's all about being in a dark mansion there's a lot of bold colors blues and greens and reds uh, that feels very Argento like it uh, to me someone who's only watched one movie in a couple of trailers <laughs> um, so but that that's phenomena in a very large nutshell um, I'm done talking now
3: Given what they have to work with, like the technology the SNES technology, uh, um, Clocktower nails the Argento thing really, really well. Like, imagine how this game would look if they could do actual camera angles.
2: Like, seriously. I have to I wanted to bring this up. Uh my read on Plot Tower the Game is uh that based on it kind of having side scrolling uh, side-scrolling, uh Uh, Feel where you can only really go left and right, and uh, the perspective that you have in the game, it's like a stage play adaptation of phenomena. Nice. Oh, that's a very
5: interesting take.
4: It's Um, got great pixel art, too. Like, I mean, it's almost. It's kind of like if someone made an early 90s um, MS DOS adventure game who could actually draw.
2: Yeah, so, so it's kind of like an Amiga game.
4: Except it's good.
5: Yeah. So what it's we're like saying a
2: Donomita game.
5: What we're saying is if it were a Bachelor soft game.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Next. Next. Next one's gonna look just like this, but better, and it's gonna star Jennifer Connelly as Laura.
5: Uh, let's see. What was I gonna say just now? Oh, yes. The uh, the sound design in this is brilliant. Like it's so understated. Uh, a new duck mentioned earlier how. Most of the time, it's purely silent except for the sound of your footsteps. There's the occasional, like, there's when you step into a room, you might, uh, in one of the lobbies, you'll hear a phone ringing behind a locked door and that just gnaws at you. There's, uh, the dripping of a faucet in the bathroom where you're drawn to go in and then see that Laura's been murdered. There's, um, there's a window. There's one window in one of the hallways that, as you walk by, it like flaps open, and you hear wind come through, and it just, just fucking startles me every time I go by it because I'm like, "Oh god, Scissor Man!" There's also you forgot the most important
4: thing: a parrot. There's a fucking parrot that. What the Clint? I, I think a parrot just got on Clint. I think Clint, Clint just eats. got murdered
2: by uh, the Scissor Man. Clint, you just you're just a buzzing sound.
4: I think you might need to mess with here. Your- well, now that Clint's dead, let's, let's reintroduce the podcast for the second time with you and me as co-hosts. Okay. Hello,
5: this is the Super Nintendo Podcast. You and me is your co-host. Uh, anyway, uh, what I was saying about the music is that, or like the sound design is that something I absolutely love with uh, older games is digitized laughter and screams. And it always takes me back to, um... Okay, so when I think of digitized laughter, I think of Kefka's laugh from Final Fantasy VI. When I think of a digitized scream, I think of Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, the Death Whales they have. And it brought me back to that with both of these. You mostly just hear screams, I think, when um, Jennifer gets killed, maybe. I know that near the end, when... uh, one of the villains dies, you hear a death wail, and there's another time when you're in an elevator shaft, and if you're on a particular ending, then the elevator stops in between floors, the top of the elevator busts open, Scissorman jumps into the elevator, and you hear his, like, creepy Super Nintendo giggle, and then he jumps in, and you hear that, like, dun, 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 just like, Everything's done so well, like the sound of when the Scissor Man jumps out of somewhere, um, the the very very faint use of music, the fact that you don't really hear the full theme fully until the ending. Just, uh, it's so good. It's all over. It's so good. I
2: love it. And the parrot, the parrot, the parrot right. goes,
3: "I get you, I get you, I get you, I get you, I get you."
2: Oh, I thought it was saying, "I'll kill you," not "I get you."
4: I th- I think it was saying, "I'll kill you." Oh, I thought it was saying, "I get you."
0: I'll get you
4: but, Maybe I just but then want a in another room of a parrot. Maybe I'm just that lonely. But then in the bed it
5: like uh in another room or maybe the other I don't know. Oh, no, it's uh, if the scissor man trails you into that room and you try to hide under the bed but you've let the parrot out then it says,
2: "Nah, nah,"
4: you know, like, <laughs> "Yeah." See, I was like going to ask what happens with is is that what the whole point of the parrot is? Like is the parrot just there as like a uh, an anti-scissor man thing? The parrot is there to
5: tell the scissor man where you are it's a rat like if you're hiding under if you're hiding under the bed then it goes yeah yeah and then apparently that translates to scissor man as she's under the bed get her and so he'll stab through the bed and for whatever reason you survive it and just crawl out and then go i guess i'll run away some more it's time for a
0: microphone troubleshooting interlude sound is good in this game it's real good the you know like somebody was i i missed part of this because my mic was misbehaving um but the uh the sound design is really cool i really like that there's no music and you just hear the footsteps all the time and every once in a while you'll go into a room where your footsteps reverberate which i think is a really nice
4: touch um there's also no hud there's no life bar i mean there's there's just a gen con portrait and um that's it Like, your whole health is just the color of that portrait. I don't know how that works for colorblind people, but she also has an expression that matches her current health state. So it's a very minimalist game for the time.
5: Does this mean that uh, Clock Tower is a better art game than Shadow of the Colossus? Yes. Yes. (laughs)
6: Yes.
5: A better game.
2: Ouch. 100% 100%. game. So after both bachelor and i had that extremely hot take i do also want to highlight one of my favorite aesthetic details in this game the cat uh <laughs> no uh, the, the cat's fine i love that there's a cat jump scare i was going to say that when you're feeling tired when you're exhausted uh when you're i don't know why everyone keeps calling it health it's just stamina when your stamina is real low uh you can just stop and uh, Gen Con will sit down and uh, just kind of take a nap.
4: Wait, wait, I could have been running that whole time. I thought if I kept running, I'd have a heart attack.
2: I mean, I that's what she,
3: will happen in real life. I thought she was, like, swooning. She
0: looks she appears as if she's swooning. And actually, the mechanic for that is so frustrating because... I
4: know, it's just like the first time her and I met. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> no, uh, you hit X and she she sits on the ground. She sits, she swoons but courier you mentioned this and I, i failed to mention anything i think all you have to do is hit x once and then there's a variable time delay between when you hit that and when she actually does it so sometimes it feels like you have to hit it a thousand times sometimes it's only like twice or once but it always seems to happen um it's just sometimes it can take up to three or four seconds for your action to take effect which is really bizarre
4: you I just... tried to re- I tried to reproduce it and I couldn't when you mentioned it earlier, like I'm still I still have the game running and it didn't seem to work.
5: Hmm. I know that pausing also is like it recognizes it half the time.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of things that are a little bit awkward, and I don't mind them at all because they're honestly like not important. Like your stamina is fairly unimportant unless you're getting chased. And your the ability to pause is also fairly unimportant. But when it doesn't work, it's really frustrating. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's more gun notes. Um, oh, I remember what I was going to say. I, uh, oh, no, wait, no, nope, I'm saving that, that for poetry. I don't fucking have anything to say. The graphics in this game look good. There's a part where you smash a wall with a pipe, as alluded to earlier, when we talked about how strong uh, Gen Con is. Gen Con <laughs> is... Fat cat. Cat's One.
4: fat. Cat's fat? Yeah, Cat's pretty fat. It's a good fat cat. Yeah, it's good. i do not body shaming could... the cat. I don't
0: know if Jennifer could take the cat. I don't know if I could take most cats. Cats can be a little scary. <laughs> All right.
2: I-, I do appreciate that this game does feature the traditional horror movie Cats jump Scare.
0: Yeah, because there's, there's there's that point where you go into the, uh, the second bathroom and there's a crate that's bubbling over just like Scissor Man is about to pop out just like you happen, happened to you earlier, and then it's really a cat. And the cat okay, just sits okay, there.
3: Okay. okay, I want to weigh in on the cat. This game makes me love that cat. First of all, because the cat looks exactly like my cat, my big fat black cat, Tyler. It's a, a spitting image. Second of all, I think Hi, Tyler. Like, actually like meow. I think it's actually like a dice roll whether Scissorman or the cat comes out of any crate that shakes in front of you. Like I think it's random. It's a fifty fifty. So every time you see that every time I see a, a crate like shake while I'm playing this game, like I get really stressed out, and then I see the cat and it's like, oh, oh it's so nice. Hello.
4: What if they're the same thing? The same being. In another Ooh. universe, there's there's a much better world where they have clock tower cats side.
5: There's actually an ending where, uh, you wander into the shed and the door busts down and the cat wanders in holding the giant garden shears. <laughs> Wait, really? You no, oh, I made fuck.
2: that shit up.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you can never trust Curry on this podcast. Never you really ever. can't.
0: Curry, Curry is the, the world's most shit poster person in real life. It's amazing. It's a, it's incredible. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. No. The cat is the cat is incredible, and that moment was incredible. I was genuinely freaked out. And I think the thing with with Scissor Man, whenever he appears, he throws off your whole fucking routine, and you can't do anything until you shake him off, and it's really unclear what's going to shake him off. Like it's it's. Uh, uh, but I love the cat. I love the cat.
3: Yeah, I ran into that so many times. That's more like uh, harmony notes, though. Disharmony. If
5: you if if. You, no. Disharmony. <laughs>
2: I love the crows in this game. I'm all about those crows just be secret allies in the end. And I'm not going to spoil how they're, they're your secret allies, but it involves murder.
0: It definitely... It, it feels like the insects moment from Phenomena. I'm sure that's what's inspired it, you know?
5: I think so, actually. the Because it is nature coming back and helping
0: out and murder. And murder. It's like a murdery Cinderella kind of story, you know? <laughs> um, or Snow White. Snow White's the one that has the birds and shit. Wait, who fucking cares? Anyway. Well,
4: the, the, the birds help her do laundry in the Disney movie.
0: Yeah, that's Snow White, right? Okay. That's what I was thinking of. But then I said Cinderella because nobody cares about Snow White.
4: I do. She's way hotter. Anyway. <laughs> She's thirteen. She is she not is 13. younger. <laughs> what? She's Jennifer Conley. You've been talk you talking about what a what a never mind. Huh.
0: Wait, who's No Okay, whatever. I'm moving on. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh <laughs>
4: Edit this out.
0: <laughs> there is okay, so there's there's one spot where you have to the the crumbling wall is also hinted at really nicely in the way that the wall is assembled. Like you can see what appears to be a door frame kind of that has been wallpapered over or painted over. That's a really nice touch. Like there's so many little nice touches in this game that that amaze me.
5: That is a really nice touch, and also it reminded me the little thing I was going to say about her being a beast is that when she goes over and stabs it with the pipe. It only crumbles once she walks away, so she has the whole uh, Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star bullshit going on. She's like, you're already broken, and walks off
2: as it falls apart. (laughs) Am (laughs) I watching, Yes. Nerds. (laughs) This game um,
3: really makes me appreciate even more uh, the use of, like, negative space in audio in video games. Like, I think... Everybody uses too much music and everything, like too much soundtrack. Like the, the the way that the, the the footsteps are your main soundtrack for most of this game, and like play this game with headphones because the stereo imaging is like really really cool. Um, like it just brings so much more atmosphere into it. Like it helps you like feel how big and hollow the rooms are, and how big and hollow the mansion is. Like,
2: like, 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 like. Yeah, I love it. And I think the lack of, or the minimal, uh, like, non-diegetic sound in this game uh, emphasizes, for me, the uh, stage play vibe that I got off of uh, playing this.
3: Yeah, exactly. I also appreciate how, like, I said this about, about, like, the Super NES, like, sound quality, the sound chip before, but the way that everything is kind of fuzzed out, the way that everything that's sampled... In the in the in the audio in this game is kind of fuzzed out, makes it sound like kind of like it's coming from far away, like really otherworldly, and like Super Metroid is this way, and I, I just fucking love it.
0: Yeah, and no, the the sound is is incredible, and otherworldly is a good way to describe this game. And I there there's an interesting, I I, I don't know how to describe it, but I don't feel like I'm embodying Jennifer Connelly in this game, unfortunately, because who wouldn't want to do that. Um but i th- I feel like I'm kind of guiding her and fighting with her occasionally like there are times where she doesn't do what I want her to do um, and I feel like that otherworldliness about the sound design and 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 everything contributes to that feeling of frankly this being an interactive movie or a stage play um where you're sort of shouting at the screen trying to get the characters to do what you want uh, and in this case, they listen ninety five percent of the time you know so it, it's yeah, in the fucking car GenCon. Get in the fucking car. You, there's a point where you can get a bad ending by leaving all your friends behind, but you have to tell her to get in the car three times or she won't do it. That's the Which ending. It's great.
4: It's great. She, 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 that, that's, you can kind of complain about that from a mechanical standpoint, but it does establish that she's just, you know, as a character, she wants to go and save her friends. Like, cause that's what it says. I can't, I have to go save my friends. And then if you, just, you know, you keep it up and she runs away and then she pays the price.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think it's great. I wouldn't complain about that at all. I feel like it adds to the mystery and interestingness of this game. So um and speaking of, do we have any more vanity notes? Sorry, we're actually uh a little bit of technical difficulty here. Anu duck's gonna have to
5: run off for now. So thank you, Anu Duck, for joining the podcast. And we hope we can have you on again another time. Another one of us fades away uh,
4: into the night. I get closer and closer to that host role. You know, if you oh, kill man.
0: all the people who star on the show and then get the host, you're just going to be talking to yourself, right? It's, it's, it's it
2: a real shame that the scissor Man got to a new duck. <laughs> Another one.
0: Oh no! <laughs> Actually, it was the bathroom cat that got to the duck. That makes sense. <laughs> God damn it, bathroom cat. Okay.
2: You know, when I did accidentally solve the uh, parrot puzzle, where I threw the uh, blanket off the, over the parrot, I assumed that. Whoa, uh, what? Yeah, that's what you do with a parrot.
0: I love how you say uh, that. Like I... it's just so easy to just like. Yes, you just throw the blanket <sighs> over it. Obviously.
2: <laughs> yeah, I assumed that I was doing that so that the parrot would get murdered in- instead of me. So I was very surprised that it's just that the parrot's a narc. Wait.
4: So, so when do you throw it on? When the Scissor Man's in the room, or what?
2: When Wait, you when um, you uh, free th- when you free the parrot in the first place, you throw a blanket over it. That does it.
4: not work. If I click on the bed and I click on both beds, it says the left one hasn't been slept in.
2: No, see, the game is thematically about uh, feeling helpless all the time. So you just have to uh, click on the bed like fifteen times before Gen Con <laughs> will stop panicking. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, you're so not so wrong. <laughs>
5: We have been over the fact that <laughs> you feel helpless in trying to interact with things. No, yeah. I mean, I phrased that like it was a joke, but it's not. It's it's not. <laughs> there is actually a scene near the end of the game suggested, like, uh, one of the, sorry, one of the methods of getting through the game that the guide suggested is, go to this room, keep entering and leaving the room until an event finally triggers
0: yeah yeah there there is a point there is a point that you get a one in maybe four chance of encountering a random event and you have to encounter the random event to get the best ending and it only happens in one room uh and if you don't encounter it you don't get the best ending so it's like you have to just enter and leave and enter and leave the room which is not only that when the scene starts you have to walk out during it (laughs) yep and then you have to walk out and walk right back in it's so funny Um, (laughs) yeah, this game, I think the funniest thing about this game is that when you break it down to a bunch of mechanics, it becomes one of those absurd games where you just get a list of directions that don't mean anything to you. Um, and I honestly think they subverted that just enough by making the rooms randomized so you can't just have a list of instructions. But other than that, it's, it's pretty much like A to B, you know? (laughs) So it's, it's, it's weird.
4: Um... (laughs) I mean, I said this earlier, but it doesn't feel arbitrary. It doesn't feel unnatural. It doesn't feel like a Roberta Williams, who's, you know, we're soulmates. But it doesn't feel like, uh, I, I assume Phantasmagoria is this total mess. I haven't played it yet. I'm really going off on a tangent here. But, yeah, it, it feels very natural. Yeah. More than Dead Rising 2. Yeah, fuck dead, dead Rising
0: 2. <laughs> I'm on your page. now. You know, I've been, been brewing on that. Actually, (laughs) I hate Dead Rising 2. Fuck
4: it. Dead Dead Rising 2, like I said this earlier, it's like they they got some, like, C-list sitcom writer to write, like, you know, they got his passion uh, script produced. And it's just some lukewarm, you know, jokey, like, Dawn of the Dead ripoff. It's not nearly as good as Dead Rising 1, which has no trace of irony in it whatsoever. It's a brilliant, brilliant game.
2: So, Dead Rising 2 is written by Blake Snyder? Yeah, I don't know who that is, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, he wrote Save the Cat, the infamous screenplay uh, manual that uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ruined all Hollywood movies to this day.
0: Fuck that guy, and fuck his right I Dead was hoping you were talking about
4: the dude who does all his Nickelodeon shows. Then I really would have gone off on a tangent.
0: Oh, yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, that guy's weird. Do Save the Cat, though. Yeah, you gotta save the cat or you don't get the, the best ending, which is C for cat.
4: Ah uh, fuck is, is is that true No, no. God they can't. <laughs> I actually Am I the only we... truth teller on this show Am I the only one who isn't cheat at games and lie
0: I haven't lied yet I can't say I haven't lied cuz I just lied so <laughs> Um okay okay I want to talk about one I have one more thing to talk about with uh, vanity and stop me if somebody already mentioned this there are certain scenes where the Scissor Man kills you and does a happy little dance with his scissors, which is so incredible and stupid. Um, I love I it.
6: You.
0: Yeah, I I wonder if that's not a Texas Chainsaw Massacre reference. Um, I do wonder about that, but it's so good.
5: I don't I don't know anything about Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I'm a big baby who never engaged with horror until today. Um, <laughs> but but uh, and I'm handling it quite well, thank you. Um, but if I I would completely believe it.
0: Yeah, there's. I mean, uh, okay. If you haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because it was made in the '70s and is also kind of bad. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. whoa.
4: <laughs> I'm a podcast now. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a top ten movie.
0: Okay, okay, I saw it maybe. About the same time I played Clock Tower, if I think about it, maybe fifteen years ago or, or maybe less. I didn't like it, but it also just made me deeply uncomfortable. I could, I'm sure you can make an argument for that being a very good movie, regardless of the quality of the movie. Because I want to move on. <laughs> at the end of the, at the end of the movie, uh, Leatherface does a dance with a chainsaw, like a frustrated swinging a chainsaw around dance, uh, while a truck drives away. This is my recollection of it, anyway. And it makes me think that maybe Scissor Man is doing the scissor dance in the same way. Um, by the way, that scene was done with a live running chainsaw, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in real life. So that's a little more terrifying.
3: Well, given that Clock Tower is basically one gigantic reference, it's pretty plausible.
4: Yeah. In, in some ways, it actually feels more like a Texas Chainsaw Massier movie, yeah, I mean, game, than Phenomena.
0: Yeah, I mean so, it's very small, right? Like it's I mean it's... the way
4: it plays.
2: Yeah, it's like the aesthetics of phenomena, but the general like plot uh, play of uh, uh, Tesla Master.
0: So, I would like to move on to mystery. Do we have any anything absolutely that we miss for vanity, though?
2: Oh, mystery happens before poetry. I always forget that.
0: Yeah, we do mystery, and then we do Salary Man Corner, and then we do poetry. This is the way. This is the way. I think I usually do it.
5: <laughs> this uh, is the way. This is the way.
2: This is the way. I think we normally do it. <laughs> Look, it's been a long week. and I'm, I'm too drained. I have one main mystery, but I think we kind of answered it already in Vanity. Uh, why doesn't Jennifer control insects, like in phenomena?
0: Yeah, she should control insects. Thank you. <laughs>
4: It's because a Super Famicom processor is pretty underpowered. Oh, that's Can't handle true. all those bugs. Yeah. Like, did you, you ever play Mario Paint? Like, that's about as many as it can handle.
3: Hey,
4: bachelor. Actually, style. that's
3: legit. That's when true. The bugs show up when, when you open the the, uh, the freezer with all the bugs in it. Like the game slows to a freaking crawl. It can't mm-hmm. handle all that stuff.
0: Oh, I didn't notice that, but yeah, you're probably right. I was just thinking that she was walking slowly because she was being attacked by cockroaches or whatever those were.
2: I don't know. I feel like the Super Famicom can handle a lot of bugs, at least uh, based on Chester Cheetah's Wild Quest.
0: (laughs) 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 Sick burn! I liked it. That was good. Oh, God. No, I mean, most of the mysteries we kind of talked about in Gun, in my, like... You know, talking about how the the game randomizes itself, and oh, by the way, good luck, future Clint, editing this because I didn't do a proper intro to this section. So I, I hope you found a place to put the music. Um, so, yeah, rea- like, it changes on your playthroughs. The biggest mystery for me is just how they decided that if you hear a scream and you look out the window, then somebody dies, but if you don't look out a window, they don't die. Like, well, that's such an odd thing.
2: It's, I, I think, actually that cat that you always see, it's Schrodinger's cat. Miss, Thank you. Three salt. <laughs> <That> <laughs> was I was cat actually, um,
3: I actually encountered the, uh, the uh, defenestration scene while we were doing this podcast. Very Perfect. nice.
5: I was going to say that uh, the, the whole uh, character doesn't die unless you look at the window thing is uh, based entirely upon epistemic doubt, so that if you don't check the window, uh, Jennifer will
0: just tell herself that didn't happen, and therefore it didn't happen. And the walkthrough yeah, I mean that's that's essentially what they're getting at. The walkthrough I used uh implied that by ignoring the scream, you're as the character, you're assuming that the uh scream actually came from further down the hallway. Um so and therefore it did. Like which is weird. Um, it it is as you said, by the way, earlier, that uh all of the
5: game's events are based on the player character's knowledge and therefore if you ignore that then it didn't happen
3: Schrodinger's Argento movie
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean it's what it is and it's it's an interesting take because I think that like a lot of games want to make you feel like you're in control of the narrative um, and they do that by ma- giving you big decisions to make. Do you save the little sister or do you fucking tear her apart and eat her guts or whatever gross thing you're supposed to do in that game? Um, Wait, are we and- talking about Bioshock? Because that's the other Argento video game. Yeah, we're talking about Bioshock. <laughs> but this game, I feel like, makes you feel like you're less in control because your decisions don't directly equate with what happens. Like, it doesn't make logical sense. It's dreamlike. Um, and, and you are still in control mechanically, but thematically and sort of like mysteriously, um, it doesn't make sense. Um, and I, I like that. It's, it's a dreamlike sort of logic that even when you know what's going to happen and why
4: it's still slightly
2: unsettling. It's like Jennifer Connelly sleepwalking in phenomena. She's
4: yes, walking with no shoes on. If you know you're a sleepwalker, I think you should be going to bed with shoes, right? I never put shoes on when I sleepwalked. I used to sleepwalk all the time. But did you ever step on glass? Because she's like, somehow she comes through unscathed. It was really Oh yeah, I stepped on glass. I've walked up with shards of glass on my feet. Oh yeah, I know. You break lots of glasses. I was there for it.
2: (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I never broke any glasses. Someone else did. (laughs) You broke the glass ceiling, girl.
0: Oh my god! okay so we're we're posting uh there's some screenshots in here of Miss Mary, and her hairstyle changes from one uh little cutscene to the other and in the first screenshot, she looks exactly like the murder woman from phenomena, and then in the next one, she has different hair. I thought that was
4: sort of interesting also for some reason in the intro um. It doesn't look like Jennifer Connelly. It looks like Meadow Soprano. Like, there's no resemblance, aside from the dark hair.
2: Well, I think they digitized screen caps from the movie, but they didn't uh, get all the details right, like uh, some of the pixels got smudged over too far or something. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's probably what it was. I mean, it's so closest to be... I mean, basically piracy i don't know what's the word plagiarism there we go so yeah it's uh it, it's it's bizarre i've never seen something so closely track as this does in in very important ways uh let's see yeah i mean the the other mystery i had written down was are the crows just like the bugs from phenomena but i think that's we already talked about that i don't have it, anything else I to talk
4: about i forgot to mention something during gun very oh, important detail in this game it has a toilet. If you click on it once, Giant Con says, I don't have to go right now. And if you click on it again, she insists, I really don't have to go. It was predicting perverts. Did you, just, you try a third time? I tried about 50. I think it's very really important. <laughs> Your game should have a toilet. And if it has a toilet, like you should be able to flush it. But if you don't want to enable that, you do what this does. Like, she's just shouting at you. She's shaming you. And that's good.
5: I, I love that that, in that sense, actually, is. she's talking to the player,
2: breaks the fourth wall there, and she's like, look, fucking get your jolly somewhere else. Oh, uh, damn it. Another thing for the, uh, this game is a stage play idea, theme, uh, you don't really control Johnny directly. You're based outing stage directions at her from off screen. Oh, well, that's true. That's true, yeah. I mean
0: honestly mechanically the, the game that this is maybe closest to is Pac-Man 2, The New Adventures, which is a weird thing to say.
5: Yes it is. Yes it is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How okay. many of these What was that? Okay, so mystery. Uh I just ran into Miss Mary in the phone room and she stabby stabbed me to death and then I reloaded the autosave and the room was dark and there's nobody there mystery
6: Ooh.
4: is there like more of these sort of like um Japanese takes on western adventure games than I think because I, I mentioning like uh Pac-Man Pac-Man 2 which is somewhat similar to this so Pac-Man kind of has that LucasArts, like, uh, verb thing, doesn't it? Yeah, kind of. Walk, wait, and
0: If the
5: LucasArts character you were controlling hated you with every fiber of his being. AK,
0: oh, God. we I really want that to be on our, our fucking podcast, because that game fucking is
1: so uh, weird. Rig the vote.
0: <laughs> oh, but. Hey, by the way,
5: Clint, are you going to fit the Phenomena main theme into this cast? Because I feel like it...
0: The listeners deserve it. It's been playing this whole time. Uh, No, I'm definitely going to play it right now!
2: Are you going to switch which it's playing between the Phenomena theme and the Clock Tower theme without uh, indicating which theme is which? I mean, it wouldn't matter
0: because they're the same, so... (laughs)
2: I don't know if Clint has quite the, uh, editing,
5: uh, snaps... Wait, what's the word? Chops! The editing chops to, uh, blend one into the other, but that would be pretty, pretty sweet.
0: I think that's your, that's your game, (laughs) Tolpa. Oh no. Oh no! (laughs) Um... Oh, God. Yep, we're getting a bunch of... I, this, is, this is the point of the podcast where we do screenshot dumps, um, which I think I would like to move on to, to our next topic. Any any last mystery notes?
2: Oh, uh, with regards to mystery, I do want to point out that despite the plot just being 25 minutes of uh, phenomena of the movie, it still has a lot of incomprehensible details. Like, all of the occult imagery just doesn't make sense it's not rational and I kind of like that about uh, Clock Tower
0: Yeah I guess we didn't really get into the the plot at any point beyond the intro um, did we?
2: Did I miss that? Uh, We did describe the plot uh, a good deal but uh, there's just a lot of details that you can't really describe in a way that uh, like explicates them
0: because, yeah, like the the main plot is that this woman has birthed two creepy children. One of them is scissor man, one of them shows up at the very end game and is gigantic, uh, and just terrifying. Um, and also your father was the doctor who delivered them and then he was shut into a room and suffocated, and that's why you're an orphan. I mean, what the fuck. But that's that's the, the logical explanation of things. But there is a lot of like demon worshipy occult. Uh, you know, pentagrams, and, and there's there's even, like, the mirror trying to kill you, and the evil bird, which is, I would, I would put on that paranormal level. There's
5: a
2: phone and that rings. The evil doll.
0: There's an evil doll, yes.
5: Uh, actually, that reminds me, um, one of the notes I had saved was that I was going to mention that there's some surprising supernatural stuff going on, and that that wasn't so much a mystery to me after I realized, like, well miss mary is getting into some supernatural shit in the chapel so maybe it's having a side effect out here but uh in the playstation one remake that only tulpa played uh they put in a mummy in the uh in one of the the rooms i believe it's the taxidermy room and you can see it uh but not interact with it in the first version of the game but in the playstation one version it comes to life and comes after you and you have to use a dagger to stab it and to death
2: yeah that's actually uh, if you read all of the like translator notes and uh, walkthrough and stuff uh, they mentioned that uh, they had coded the knife into the game and uh, it never gets used in the Super Nintendo version so that was something that was originally meant to be part of the game
0: amazing this is, this is some good details I didn't realize that so
4: yeah Like, okay. oh go ahead sorry yeah I, I just have a few questions as someone who intends to finish this game but what is what's the perfume for
0: oh
5: uh oh go ahead curry oh sorry yeah um okay so it's in one of the last segments uh like do you want spoilers bachelor because we are going to get into endings later
4: i don't care as much as maybe the listener does but i think if you if you aren't yeah let's go let's go okay Here. okay
5: So in the last segment, you go into uh, a cave that is attached to the the house, to the mansion. And there you have to go into a secret area that uh, Miss Mary has hidden away. And there's a guard dog in the way, like a big Doberman, I think. And as you get up close to it, she's like, oh, no, it is dog. And she'll stop. And at that point, you have to put two items on her, which is one Miss Mary's perfume. So she smells like Miss Mary and two, the black robe. Because right before you go there, you see Miss Mary go there, draped in the black robe. So you have to trick the dog into thinking you're Miss Mary. Then you walk by, and poof, they disappear. That's amazing.
2: Oh, uh, that cave reminded me that this game features the structure of a classic Lovecraftian horror story, and that uh, it's all building up towards a final confrontation with the horror in a Damp, underground space reminiscent of the womb. Yeah. Doing some real horror story analysis here. Nice. (laughs) And I mean, that is where you find a big, ugly baby.
0: Yeah, that's... Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, yeah, this is very, like, Lovecraft, I'm afraid of inbreeding hicks kind of thing, except they're not hicks. So, yep.
2: (laughs) Well, inbreeding and reading wealthy english people is also a lovecraft thing so
0: that's true yeah you know i have this big book that's a complete collection of lovecraft and i've only ever gotten about halfway through it i tried to read it okay if you know me this makes sense i tried to read them in chronological order without skipping around at I'm all i'm sorry it was a, it was a mistake
2: <laughs> i've still about not read the good stuff 70% of the things he wrote are unreadably bad and racist and racist Yeah, at least this game's not racist, I
0: guess.
2: (laughs) Um, Okay. It is pretty markedly ableist, though.
0: Oh, yes. You know, that's what I meant to mention. That's a lot of of horror.
2: Fuck. Like, it's a.
5: That's just like. So often I'm just like, okay, can we. can, Can horror happen nowadays without getting into the ableist stuff? It seems like a lot of people for a long time. We're just kind of like, I need to write about what is scary. What is scary? Oh, I know. Uh, pe- like,
2: minorities. <laughs> Deformities. That's apparently what people are scared of.
0: Yep. No, it definitely is. I should put a content... Where I'll, I'm going to record a separate content warning for the beginning of the podcast, because I don't want people to deal with that if they haven't... If they're not prepared for it. So, anyway. Uh, this yeah. is me recording what? this for to remind myself... <laughs>
2: <laughs> which is actually something we were uh, saying uh while watching phenomena uh, as part of our uh, halloween club uh that this game adapted all the least interesting parts of the movie and the ablest main monster villain is like number 1 of the least interesting parts of phenomena
0: yeah like that, that that part comes out of nowhere and then it's totally pointless, and it, it, yeah, it's it's just really sort of frustrating <laughs> that that's what they chose to pick up on. And, and it, you know, I still, like, that's the thing, like, I regard this game as very, very highly and it's still annoying. <laughs> but I think it's time for Salaryman Corner Corner Corner. Do I usually do the three on that? I think I usually do. (laughs) You're doing good. You're doing good. That was some natural vibrato. Thank you. Um, Um, (laughs) So Salary band Corner is the part where we play the games that we don't really care about, and that would be Mahjong uh, and Pachinko and horse racing games that never made it to the the States. Um, And to this week, I don't know if anybody played this but me. Uh, we I played it. Okay, I thank you. I did not
3: play this game.
0: I didn't play. Good. It wasn't worth it. It was boring. Um, we played Super Mahjong 3 Karakuchi, and this is what I wrote in my notes. It's a mahjong game. I didn't do any research for this segment, which is true, because I played it about 10 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> um, so the 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 one other curry, did you play this game too? I did. i actually
5: thought there were a couple interesting things about it and otherwise it was sure was a mahjong game but uh i found it interesting that when you start am i allowed to start talking about it yeah please okay um i found it interesting that when you start up you put in three names which i was like is this like a persona thing you put in a first a last and then a nickname i have no idea if that third name was in fact a nickname And if any of this matters in a game in which you're not
0: really meant to be the character you're playing.
4: Why do these games have so many words?
0: (laughs) This game, okay, I, I am not an expert in Japanese games, obviously. But this game is the only one I've encountered that allows you to input kanji for your name i think it did i could be fucking wrong but you would pick the syllable that it started with i guess and then you would pick the kanji that represented that so that was pretty cool like i like that yeah you were able to pick from uh
5: you were able to pick uh hiragana katakana i think kanji maybe i didn't don't remember uh you could also pick glides which are when there's a smaller version that you usually see when, well, it, this would be hard to explain to someone who doesn't already know Japanese, um, <clears throat> and I'm not one of those people, but I did take some classes back in the day. Uh, It's like, like how, uh, well, for instance, I'm going to say Nya, because we talked about that with the bird. Um, That would be Ni, and then there'd be a little Ya glide by it, which would be like a smaller version of the Ya character, and, like, that's what a glide is, is that little thing, and you could pick from those as well while picking at your name. thing. So there was, like, like, a lot of options to pick from when you're writing your name, which is just weirdly, like, a weird amount of customization in typing out your name for this little game. Uh,
2: Yeah, there's a lot of customization in the naming screen, and then it's just a Mahjong game. The music's pretty good.
0: Yeah, you know it's that's you can also pick a portrait, you can pick your uh, gender I suppose. You um and there's four portraits for each. And you can also pick your age and I, I of course picked 69 as my age because that's how old I am.
2: Um, Actually there's more than four portraits. You just get a randomized set every time you start a game.
0: Oh my god. It's oh, weird. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. And then it's just fuck yep, it's mahjong. We did it one week. of
4: them looks very much like either Kim Basinger on a bad day or Taylor Dane.
0: <laughs> I, I, there's a there's there's one that looks like I a, a, I don't know he looks like he's super on drugs and has long blonde hair that one scared me um, oh that's who I meant okay good good I'm glad that we're that could
2: be a member of Great White and for... one of them to tie it back to Clock Tower looks like off brand Jennifer Connelly <laughs> yep a little bit uh, that's
4: yeah and that's I mean, pretty that's much why it. Rudolph. i can keep going
0: you know this whole game to me had a a Windows 95 uh infomercial aesthetic going for it. And that's that's all I have to say.
5: If they went in on that in a modern day Mahjong game, like that
0: could possibly be the best draw possible. Windows ninety-five?
5: Yeah, like if they if someone were like, hey, here's a game that'll teach you Mahjong to like Westerners in the modern day and it looked like an old Japanese computer or something when you were playing it, like, wouldn't that like own? That would own actually. Now that you put it that way,
0: <laughs> uh, okay. I'm happy to stop talking about mahjong now. So though.
2: that's going to go into Bachelor Soft's uh, game TDD, yeah, the mahjong yeah. simulator.
0: DDD, the mahjong bachelor.
4: Yeah, I don't know how how mahjong works, so it'll probably be pretty easy to implement. Because I'm pretty sure most Americans don't know how it works, and who's going to play my game other than Americans, right? Yeah, there yeah. You go.
2: So you're basically just trying to do that uh, return of the kickman or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. That game by the person who doesn't know how soccer works. Mm-hmm.
4: Behold the kickman. That's what the whole game is. I don't know how games work. That's what. Here's is what you so got to do.
2: Here's what you got to
5: do. You got to set up, set it up so it looks like a four person mahjong game, and then uh, the the player side, if it's Laura or just the player or whatever, have that person just be playing. uh, Western Mahjong, which is where you're just trying to match two tiles together at a time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. All right, so we've generated another great idea thanks to Salaryman
2: Corner. (laughs) I expect my royalty check in the mail right now. (laughs) So, all right, waiting on it. Waiting on it. Yeah,
0: we're all waiting on those royalty checks for those subtitles we gave you. (laughs)
4: Yeah, that's Curry's job. Curry's now an employee. Curry, you're also listed under whatever thing that keeps me from getting sued. Lawyer? I don't know how stuff works. <laughs> Eating on a podcast, okay? Like, I, my profession, we're past quitting time. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, we are. This is this is past quitting time. So we're going to move on to our next topic, which is Poetry. And poetry is, is where we talk about poetry. I...
2: Okay. Oh, go ahead. I I just want to say, my first note in poetry, written uh, about four hours ago, because I didn't sleep really last night, was a note to myself. Just babble about Jennifer Connolly's perfect eyebrows like a creep. I'm not <laughs> going to do that. I'm just starting to say that I noted that I should do that. Galaxy
5: Creep Ulpa
4: Everyone should. They're perfect. They're really good. There's no shame in appreciating beauty. I really just want her eyebrows.
2: <laughs> There's uh, Nolan appreciating Jennifer Connelly's eyebrows, but I was probably going to try and figure out how I could do it in the creepiest way possible. <laughs> uh, I'll just let Bachelor do it for me.
0: Yeah, but I think we already covered that base, weirdly enough. Which I love. Um, so You said that in the weirdest way, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I told you, I'm two drinks in. <laughs> um,
2: okay, that's good. You're excused. Thank you. Um,
0: <laughs> fuck. Okay. Uh, so speaking of Jennifer Connolly, let's talk about Clock Tower. Um, my favorite bit of poetry was, "There's only one real text dump in the game, and that is where you find your uh, oh God, your deceased father who delivered the babies." and uh and then subsequently died. And there were two things he said that made me laugh like out loud. My favorite thing that he said was he started the note with I Dr. Walter Simpson, which really made me laugh. <laughs> um and then he delivered these babies and he says, when they were born, they ate my right hand. And then I noticed to- that down too. It's so bad. It's so weird. Like together at the same time did they share Right, like what's, and it doesn't expound upon that any further. Like it's just they, ate my right
2: hand. I mean, it contributes to the weird dreamlike atmosphere of this game that even your father's corpse can't explain what the hell is going on in this game.
3: That whole note is just wonderful, Jennifer. <laughs> okay, Jennifer, how does Jennifer,
0: <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer,
3: the Colonel under the star. She gave birth She gave birth to two chip. No. Demons.
0: It's so weird! Like, who <laughs> writes like that? Like, C-H-I-L. No, I've changed my mind. I'm gonna put dot dot dot. No. Demons. That's
4: so fucking weird. <laughs> well,
2: I mean, I don't wanna, like, complain too much about this, cause uh, uh, I'm sure that, like, Gideon Jer was doing the best he could with a very strange uh, uh, collection of texts.
0: Yeah, no, I, I guess I'm not complaining. I honestly am guessing that it's not too different in Japanese, because this whole game is so strange. and But I could be wrong. I know you can fit a lot more information to the same amount of characters in Japanese, so maybe it's a lot more expansive. But I did say it's really funny. Regardless, it's really funny and still somehow fitting. Uh, it's great. <laughs> Y'all, don't make me change the bonus question
5: to how did the baby fit an adult's hand in his mouth? <laughs>
0: Oh my god. One of them's real big. You know. (laughs) Um, Wait. Okay, that's true, actually.
4: In the screenshot, is she cradling her dad? Or is that a baby with with a skull face? That's her dad. Yeah, that's her dad. Oh, shit daddy. (laughs) Yep. Oh, shit daddy.
0: Don't call me shit daddy. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, other than that, though, there, there's not a huge amount of text in this game, and it's all very, like, a thing. Here is, I. oh, that is a statue. This couch looks comfortable. This bed hasn't been slept in, you know?
2: You're missing the my favorite piece of poetry in this game, because I actually wrote down the best line in this game, and it's one that I just repeated a few times. Time will cause adherence...
0: Yeah, adherence. That, I have no idea what that means. I don't either. I really genuinely have no idea what that was supposed to mean. It almost feels like, because, okay, you get to the end, there's a, in the clock tower, and then at the end of the, it it, is a good end, and then you get outside and stand on the balcony while the rain falls, and the clock tower hands, the hands start moving, It almost feels like time has been stopped up until that point. Um, That's the only thing I can think, but it is very strange.
2: That's a beautiful point, actually. Yeah, and the mime is what causes the death of Bobby the Scissor Man. That's true. Yes, because oh shit, you're right. Yeah, wait,
5: yeah, you turn on the clock.
0: You turned on the damn clock tower, so it had been stopped that's true and it makes me think that like maybe because the clock tower was stopped along with all the like weird shit that was going on um, time stopped like for you and it, which is sort of interesting this eternal hellish moment that you can't escape and, and again that, that sort of goes into that theme that idea of playing the game multiple times you can't escape until you figure out all the things you need to do that to turn on the clock tower and, and stop everything from happening so sort of interesting and finally, morning has come and vanquished the terrible night. Yep. My favorite line was, picked up some ham.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, the other thing I want to talk about in poetry is what was your favorite death? And I, I, I've I, already seen a screenshot of this in the chat, and I've requested that I be able to talk about it because it is my favorite. Um, there is a point where you go to the music room, and there are some important things that you need to do there. But there's an unimportant thing where, uh, you play, a, you can play the piano, and she just sort of pokes at it and a few notes happen. And then a ceiling tile falls down, and then Scissorman falls onto the keys and sort of does this little sidle over to you to try and stab you, and each time playing different notes on the keyboard. It's it's so fucking amazing. It's like plonk, plonk, plonk. It's so good. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I wish
5: I'd
3: seen that. If you pay attention, uh in that room, as soon as you walk in, you can see Scissor Man poke one of the uh ceiling tiles out before you even touch the uh the, the piano or anything. <gasps> that's a good detail. That's so good. God, this game is it's, so good. It's kinda goofy actually.
5: What? like i am all about a spooky game that has a sense of humor which it seems like that happens a lot but specifically with the japanese ones
0: i do okay i keep jumping back to gun because i'm such a nerd um i want to mention this music room because somebody mentioned that there's a curtain and behind the curtain they found scissor man uh that means that you're on the alternate path the uh behind the curtain should be a vase with a staff in it. Or maybe it's it's something else. I, I don't remember what the staff it's is It's a staff. At. No, it's definitely a staff. I can't remember if it's in a vase or not. Um, and, and so if you open the curtain, there's a staff. You get that staff that's a very important thing, and you bring it to a room, and you put it in a different vase, and then you move on. If you don't have the staff there, you have to find a statue and do a bunch of other different things... That leads you to the ending, which is so incredibly strange to me, so if you found scissor Man, you got the hard way of doing things anyway, what were other people's favorite deaths in this game?
2: I actually don't really have a favorite death because I didn't play long enough to die a whole bunch, and I just be endings on YouTube afterwards. Uh, I did like uh, that one of the miss mary is getting electrocuted clock tower like instead of getting attacked by birds
0: that one was really good because she dies standing up yeah miss mary gets pushed onto a a a console and gets electrocuted and dies and in the in the s ending she gets attacked by birds because you released a bunch of a crow and i guess it leads some other crows and saves you and then she falls off a a thing I like the electrocution one better.
2: <laughs> well, Miss Mary uh, is hated by the crows because she sacrificed a crow in the uh, uh, cult room, whatever that room was. Oh, that's the, true. Where all the Im- imagery was lo- located. That's true. I'm There's actually
0: that- two dead crows, so yeah, that's a good point.
2: I'm in that room right now, and there is five dead crows. Five? I think that randomizes how many dead crows there are. Good God, this game! Wow. wow.
0: Like, like, like. Part of the reason I wanted to move on from mystery is because I am like, we could probably find a thousand things to talk about, but this game has just got so many things going on. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, any any other deaths we want to talk about? I
5: um, I was gonna mention a death that happens in one of the garages, the the one without the uh, car that happens to you, but actually, my real favorite deaths is just everything that happens to Anne. Like, um, there's the one I showed earlier where uh, Scissor Man crashes in through the, the, the stained glass ceiling and plummets down two floors, two stories, and slams her into the ground with the scissors, which is metal as hell. And also, um, the other one, which is in one of the endings, where you get up to the clock tower, you've gotten Bobby to fall off to his death, Scissorman, Man, Bobby. Bobby Man and Anne shows up, and me watching it is just kind of like, Oh, where the fuck have you been? Because I didn't see her throughout any of my playthrough. Um, this was after I was watching it on YouTube. And so she comes out and she's like, Oh my god, I'm alive, and everything's great, and I'm alive, and we're gonna be just fine, and also I'm alive. And then all of a sudden, you hear uh, Miss Mary from the shadows say, You. You, I can handle it if it's just you. And so she runs out and just grabs Anna and just chucks her over the banister, and she falls all the way down the clock tower, like just you know, just like a fell swoop. Anne is just destined for a falling death. Anne's just fucked as hell.
0: She's got the worst deaths. It's bad. I, if if nobody else has any others, I do have one other one I wanted to talk about.
4: Yeah, I, I only died once or twice, and it was not very exciting.
0: So, in in the garage with the car, there's a ladder that goes up to a couple of hay bales. Who the fuck is has hay bales? You don't have to feed your car, okay? Anyway. <laughs> so... It was a different garage. It was the one without the car. No, there's hay bales in the car one, too. Oh, you're right, actually. Yeah, that, I don't get it. It's, we- it's weird. Anyway, so I had Man follow me in there. And I was like, fuck it, I'm climbing this ladder. I know it's a dead end, but, you know, he he probably can't climb with those scissors in his hands, so it's fine. So I go up there, and he starts pacing around on the first level like he's stuck, like he can't figure out how to get up there, like an AI error, almost. And then he leaves. And I'm like, okay, so there's a little bit of programming in there. If he can't figure out how to get to me, then he'll leave and I'm safe. I'm like, okay, good, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to recover my health, my stamina. And then... (laughs) About four seconds later, the ceiling starts breaking in, and the scissors pop out, and he jumps down and murders me. And, like, he jumps down onto the the thing above the cars and murders me, and it's fucking incredible. Like, I'm like, I'm safe, and the music has stopped and everything, and he fucking murders me. I was so, I loved that. (laughs)
5: Yeah, that happened to me, too, and I thought that was hilarious. But also, um, I don't know if you have to push down the ladder or not. That's a thing you can do. Um, but after he jumps down you can actually run and get off of there and take off and it'll resume the chase
0: oh that's so good because i I think I had low enough stamina or partially maybe because I was sitting down I couldn't get away um that's so I, I good. was straight up again I was pinned against the wall so he had me nice <laughs> god I love this game okay um any other poetry stuff okay that's it Um, we're moving on to our final section, which is Harmony. And this is where we talk about how this game came together as a game and any fucking thing else we want to. This is the miscellaneous section. So what do we got for Harmony?
5: I, uh... Here, I think, is a good time to touch on the endings. There's a lot of, like... Let's see. I think it's the first four endings, A through D... Wait, no, 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 no. Sorry. S through... Either S through C or D are all pretty good endings. Like, if you're not trying to go for the happiest ending, which, why would you do that in a horror game? You don't try to make it turn out great. You try to see how it resolves itself terribly. Um... All of those are pretty good ways to end it. And then, like, the last three endings are all just either um, Mary stabs you or or um, or you get killed in an elevator or you get killed in the car. One of them, uh, the first ending I got, which was G, she just gets in the car, drives home and or drives back to the orphanage and then later it says three days later she was found dead in her room and I was like that doesn't make any sense and then like five minutes later I was like oh suicide right okay guilt um the one that bachelor mentioned earlier was H which is where instead of getting the just dying of in a text message or whatever um you see the scissors pop up in the the rearview mirror which is a
0: really nice touch and
5: I'm kind of bummed i missed out on that one
0: that's the one i got when i was young and i quit the game because i was like i'm fucking done i got an ending fuck it
5: (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty spooky it's pretty spooky um let's see there are depending on what uh floor you let's okay so there's an elevator in the very end in the cave when you go up on it depending on what you've done either you can die when the doors close you don't even get to see inside the elevator you just hear the scissor man's laugh you hear a bunch of stabbing and screaming and then you see blood pour out from under the elevator doors which is fucked up uh there's one where you'll be going up the elevator and then the the elevator will stop between floors and then the scissor man jumps in and does his spooky laugh and does a cool pose and then you just get a game over there. You don't even get to see your death. It's just like, yeah, you know what's going on. You know what the fuck's going on. By the way,
2: spoiler warning for all of these.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, if you're, if you're in here at this point, we're going to be spoiling everything. Uh, apologies to those of us who are playing this game and wanted to go in uh, without it. Can, I, can, I your, can can I get your can I get your permission?
3: <laughs> I am I am still currently playing this right now and you have my permission go for it.
5: Thank you. I will pretend that bachelor just gave me his permission because I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, that's and... the...
6: <laughs> Okay.
5: Um so from there, I believe let's see. You go up to the clock tower of course. Uh Sometimes, uh, depending on whether you stop at the second floor or the third floor, you either... uh, Let's see, I stopped at the second floor. So, like, the game doesn't tell you which floor to stop at. So, I went to the second floor. I had heard that some of the endings were if you go to the third floor. So, I went to the second floor because, I don't know, I just went for it. But this is how I got ending C. Um, I wandered into a, a hallway, and then Mary came out, and she was, like, yelling for Dan, the huge blob baby... Um, to, oh wait, no, 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 no. She wasn't yelling for uh, Dan. She was yelling for Bobby. She was like, Bobby, she killed Dan and stuff because previously you blew him up. And you, like, you get get chased into the rain. It's raining and you climb up a, a ladder. Miss Mary will try to grab your feet. She, uh, you can, you gotta mash the panic button and you'll kick her down to fall to her death. Then you'll go up there, you'll turn on the clock tower and that'll cause bobby to fall to his death because he don't like clock sounds and that's c in s and a i forget what the difference between them is but i believe the difference is whether or not it's uh which one of the girls shows up and is like hey i'm alive if it's Anne, she gets fucked if it's uh if it's it's not lottie if it's uh laura if it's laura then i think she's she might actually already be dead when you get there.
0: Let me... let me. I, I actually want to uh, expand upon that, because the difference between ending A and ending S is whether or not your friend lives. The friend who is up there is random in both endings. So... Oh, okay. Yep, so there you go. So that that's the, the major difference. Well, is it random,
5: or is it determined based on it, whose death you've seen?
0: As far as I can tell... It may be a little bit of both. If you've seen neither of them die, it's random. And if you've seen one of them die, but I'm not, not a hundred percent. I know it could be either though, depending on the walkthroughs that I was looking through.
5: Okay. So, okay. Uh, I believe the remaining differences between S and A are that basically at what point Mary gets attacked by crows and falls to her death and where she falls to her death. Cause I think she falls over the side where Anne died. And then in another one, she'll fall back over the ladder on the other side than the ladder that she dies on otherwise. Uh, Oh, uh, actually, no, wait, one of them, she dies after backing into the, uh, backing into the, the electric console and getting electrocuted. Basically a whole bunch of really rad shit happens. Um, Those are the endings. Uh, They're worth watching on YouTube. What I also want to mention is that there are, Alternate endings, according to the fan wikia that happen if you somehow do some sort of glitchery where you don't get any of them.
0: Ooh, can I can I talk about this one? Because I was just looking at this, like, oh, I want to do this one.
5: <laughs> uh, do you, Do you have the text blob on you? I do. Yes.
0: Okay. Then you go ahead. Because <laughs> okay. I
5: did. All, I did everything leading up
0: to this. All right. Thank you. No. There's 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 what they're calling a glitch, and I don't believe this is a glitch. Um, if you. So, basically, if you do what you would normally do for ending G or H, you try and escape in the car. Um, but you do it really quickly, and you never encounter Scissor Man, and you don't see anybody die. You, you leave in the car, and then you get the credits. There's no scissors. There's no post thing where it's like she died in three days. You just drive away. And that's it. And that is so hot. I, it's not... That's not a glitch. There's no way that that's a glitch. Like... That is intended.
2: <laughs> um yeah, but, uh, that might be an unused ending that you can still trigger somehow. Maybe that's true. There's there's a possibility that it's still a glitch. So
0: because if you yeah, do Oh go ahead.
3: I, I thought that there was no way to not run into Scissor Man in the opening of the game. I it said
0: now now this is the thing. It says that it can be obtained through a glitch in the game in which Jennifer quickly crosses the courtyard before Anne's pool death happens to reach the other side of the mansion so the player won't encounter Bobby for the first time. So I'm assuming it's one of those, like, maybe not frame perfect, but you have to be within a certain amount of frames to be able to do it, and the timing is off, um, so you can do it. But I don't think you're necessarily intended to be able to, or if you are intended to be able to, it's very, very slim.
5: You'd have to be able to reach... The, the hallway with the rubble and the crack in the wall that leads to the courtyard, which I believe is also where you get the rock, and you use that rock to open that crack. But you'd have to get there before hearing the scream in the hallway, which definitely sounds like an incredibly small window. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is.
2: Yeah, it seems like they have an embedded tool-assisted speedrun that's showing off how to do it, and it is a very small window to uh, get this ending. Yeah, it looks like
0: you have to beat it in another two minutes, which is is ridiculous. But the the fact that you get an ending that is unique says to me that you, perhaps it is a an unintended thing. Maybe it's an unused ending. And it is weird because normally with the car you'd get G or H. If you complete it in this way, it tells you that you get ending D. Which is completely unrelated. Um, so, but I I think that's really interesting. It does feel like it's at least somewhat intended, partially intended. So that's kind of, kind of interesting. But, uh, yeah. Do you have the second alternative ending with you? Yeah. So if the, if you do that, if you do this really quick thing, um, and wait, no, what? Nope, I don't understand it. (laughs) It looks like if you do the, okay, go
5: ahead. I'll just, I'll just read it straight off the way it says. It says, uh, in the second alternative ending, if the player decides to follow the steps leading to endings S, B, or C without watching Anne or Laura die, Lottie will not be found in the altar, thus resulting in ending F if the player continues to play. Even if the player wants to follow the steps leading to endings A or B by witnessing Lottie killed by Mary in the shed, would still result in ending F. So, it's kind of... Let's see, wait. Ending F. Ending F is... I think that might be the one where Mary stabs you.
2: That's the elevator one. Uh, Bobby oh, breaks oh. into the elevator and kills you off-screen. Thank you. You're right. Uh, wait, off-screen or the one where he breaks into the elevator? Elevator and doors.
5: Okay, elevator doors. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay. So that makes sense. That's uh, that's probably some more jiggery pokery where you accidentally slipped in between the cracks of the coding and the event flags and figured out how to make something happen on accident.
0: Yeah, which is cool. <laughs> That's always my favorite thing, you know, is like these weird little unintended ways of getting to parts of the game that you shouldn't see. Um, it, it, And the fact that it almost... May, I wonder, too, if there wasn't like a bug handling thing where it's like, we know that these variables should be on or off at this stage in the game, and if they're not, if they're in an unexpected state of any kind, then just trigger these two different endings that, that uh, will at least prevent you from getting further into the game with, and fuck things up, you know? Like it, it maybe is an error handling thing.
3: It is kind of neat that the game is like reactive enough to the player that it can account for the player glitching the game out or breaking it in some way.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I I would uh, like in the in the Spirit of Harmony, my overall thoughts on this game are it's really effective as a piece of terrifying game. And then it's also a really interestingly put-together game from, like, a mechanical standpoint. And, like, I I just, there's not a lot of games out there like this. I would put this in, like, top ten of the SNES library, frankly. Um, it It is one of my favorite. It's one of the first games that we've, it's the first game we've covered on here that I'm, like completely this is a great game this is not a good game This is a great game that i think I, I remember this game for 15 years ago it stands out in my mind i think about it relatively like frequently it's that affecting to me and i only played to the worst possible ending <laughs> um so it's, it's it's an amazing game i'm 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 really glad we got to talk about it on this especially with the the links to dario argento and and phenomenon in particular um it, it's pretty incredible
5: y'all are gonna love this but i'm looking at the cutting room floor which is the website that uh likes to show off all of the data mind stuff in games it's a really really fantastic resource uh one of the things that was left in the game but not ultimately used is uh graphics for laura running upstairs wouldn't that have been
2: great Oh, Oh, oh wow I would have cut uh, down the play time on this game from like an hour to half an hour at least. Wait, wait.
4: Uh, Also a surprise. Laura running upstairs or Gen Con? Gen Con. Oh. Did I say Laura? Neither I knows. apologize. Hey, you, you, you got D
5: on the mind. I got D on the mind. Um, but another thing that is surprising to discover isn't in the game is uh, graphics for Scizoran going upstairs. He can't actually climb the stairs when he's in the same room as you. So, every time you were in a lobby, and you were worrying about going up the stairs really slowly to get away, he couldn't have followed you. He just would have paced back and forth.
3: Good to know.
4: Shy about stairs.
2: He's got little legs. Oh, (laughs) uh, so... So I do have some final thoughts. This is just me outing myself as a weenie with bad taste, but I don't... Enjoy survival horror even when it is as good as this, and I can acknowledge that this is a good game. And I would consider, I would have considered this to be a great game if it was more like every other part of Phenomena, meaning that if it was just a lot more hanging attitude and wandering around and just kind of experiencing the uh, visuals and aesthetics, than if, uh, than if it was just like this slasher movie plot. I, I just don't get anything out of uh, being chased around by a monster. Then why'd you get married? Whoa! <laughs>
4: oh
2: my god. Oh my god. Welcome to the 1950s? <laughs> yeah,
5: no. I... Ignore me. I had to go in on you're, that. But you're
4: I'm... making me feel a bit better about saying fuck you, Curry's mom, last week. Or whenever it was.
0: <laughs> that didn't make it to tape, but now it has.
6: Oh shit! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh fuck! You just owned yourself, Bachelor. <laughs> there's there's a couple of funny things from uh, the cutting room floor, and thanks for checking that, Curry. I always forget about this site. It's 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 amazing. Um, there's some various text streams, uh, text strings from development left in the ROM. And two of them are illegal face and illegal anime, which I really like. I like the idea of there being illegal anime. Um, and then you had mentioned the courier. I think you'd meant oh, fucking somebody did anyway. The mummy that's supposed to come back to life. There are graphics for the cutscene where that would happen, um, but it, they they obviously don't get used because it never comes back to life. So, uh, so there you go. There's a thing. As
5: I understand it, the mansion was originally planned to be much bigger as well, but they didn't have the time or the means, I suppose. And I'm a little glad because I like how concise this game is. If it had been any bigger, it would have been hard to get around in. Though it is worth noting that one of the doors in this game just straight up does not open and doesn't go anywhere. They have a dummied-out room, or a, a room that exists, but it's kind of mostly a
2: copy of the master bedroom. But without the bird. Yeah, yeah, uh that tour that doesn't go anywhere it does in fact leads to that copy of the master bedroom in the PlayStation version. But there are some alternate events there. Like uh the interactions with the mirror are different in the uh alternate master be- bedroom. Every house needs an alternate master bedroom.
5: So yeah. that so that, you know, someone can be the master one week and someone could be the master another week.
0: I think those are called guest bedrooms? No. Just two master bedrooms. Fuck it. (laughs) Switch bedrooms. Switch bedrooms, thank you! (laughs) Thank you. Um, Okay. I think we maybe have talked about pretty much everything we can for this game. So, but before I just cut everyone off, what- Uh, anything else? I am Shrug. What are you doing in here? (laughs) Danny left! Bye, Shrug.
3: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's swindler (laughs) Um, i could talk about this for a short while go for it i i was not expecting this i was expecting this game to be janky as heck uh but like in terms of harmony especially like i i did not expect this piece of software to be as vibey as it is like it really really has like a a sense of, like, hollow dread that, like, grabbed me immediately. Like, I'm still sitting here, like, we've been doing this for, what, two and a half hours? I'm still playing this game as we're talking about this game. It's really gripping in a way that I kind of don't understand.
5: No code likes it more than Earthbound.
4: (laughs)
3: That is not true. Yeah, Though it does have Gen Con in its favor. I'll give it that.
4: Is it better than Mother 3?
3: Yes. (laughs)
0: and you've heard it here first clock tower is better than mother three the end um
3: i will fight you to the death on that (laughs) shit
0: i'm i'm happy for that we need a death fight on this podcast um no i feel like this game like kind of like what i was saying like you're right this game has gripped me at least somewhat for the past Like, I I keep throwing this number around. I do think it's about 15 years. For about 15 years, I've been thinking about this game on and off. Um, It it is really compelling. Like, it is, yes, it is just sort of a slasher plot. But there are very few games that also make you feel like you're watching and playing a slasher movie at the same time. Most survival horror games are easy enough to cheese and, you know, kind of fuck around with that it stops feeling like that. This game never really gets to that point, and I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, Courier's reminding me that there's a bonus category, which I always forget, and that's why it's Courier's job to do the bonus category. And by the way, I'm officially making that your job, along with keeping Bachelors off from legal uh, harm and sending out checks, so that's your job now. <laughs> that all makes sense. That all seems like a like a good idea. Yeah, nobody else is going to do it. <laughs> So, are we happy to move on to the bonus category? Yep. Alright. So, what's our bonus category this week, Courier?
6: It's
5: the bonus category. It's Courier's bonus category. Okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do a little (laughs) song, because I'm not good at it. Anyway, so, Human Entertainment. Wonderful developer. Now makes nudes, apparently. Um... Other game they were known for, Septentrion, also known as SOS, doesn't matter. We'll to get that another. We will have an entire podcast for that in the future. What is the games that they are perhaps most well known for? Are the Fire Pro Wrestling series with the
2: knowledge? What?
5: Yeah, uh, with the knowledge that went into all the research they must have had to do to make the Fire Pro Wrestling games the extremely dedicated uh, simulations that they were, then what could they have put into this game? How would wrestling have improved this game?
4: Gen Con should have given fucking uh, Scissorman a German suplex at some point. She's clearly strong enough.
2: Yeah, that uh, could only have made Gen Con much more powerful. It would not be a horror game anymore. You would actually be playing as Man instead, running from the Wrath of Gencom,
3: <laughs> there is there is a little bit
2: of wrestling in Clock Tower, just a bit.
5: She does throw a uh, scissor yeah. man to the floor
2: a few times, and you yeah. do wrestle uh, Miss Mary a few times to stop from getting stabbed in the face.
4: Tell me more about that.
2: And don't forget
5: uh, that uh, ending J, where you meet Dan, the giant slug baby, and you actually do the butt buster on him. You know, oh, you all know the butt buster, right? Wait, the butt buster? Because I just butt set him buster. on fire. That was the butt buster. Was uh the uh that was the wrestling move that they did in the four kids localization of Ultimate Muscle or Kinnikuman, where you have the entire person's uh, over you shoulders on your shoulders while they're upside down, and you grab their legs, and then like you hit your butt, and it completely destroys their spine.
2: <laughs> oh. I thought you were just a pervert. Oh, I am. Hi, Curry's Mom. I am.
3: <laughs> you heard it here first, Curry's Mom.
0: I'm trying to find if Man was ever recreated in Fire Pro Wrestling, and so far, not so much. <laughs> Unfortunately.
5: I know a lot of people that would probably be invested in getting Scissorman. Into Fire Pro, and all of those people
0: are us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would be pretty incredible. That'd be good.
4: Wait, wait, hold on! Big news: Fuck. There is a Scissor Man. There is a Scissor Man on Fire Pro Wrestling World on Steam, and it was uploaded. It, it says Scissor Man Bobby Barrows by Aquanauts Holiday. Why is this person not posting on Select Button? Why are they not my best friend?
0: Aquanuts holiday! Big shout out to one of my great friends. Actually, I know them. I know them sort of, kind of, in that Twitter way. Wow that that doesn't fucking surprise me at all. Fuck. <laughs> the world of Select Button is very small. Oh my god, that's incredible. Okay, I have to I have to tell her that we mentioned her on this podcast because it's amazing. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, well, I have to look at this. Where's this? Okay, hold on. It's not going. It opened up a stupid page. I want to see Scissorman, goddammit. There we go. Wait, who's Aquanauts Holiday? Ramona, just a <laughs> oh, friend. Oh, I know Ramona! Thank you!
5: <laughs> yeah, she used to be SB. I like how when we were saying, oh, hey, this should be in Fire Pro, I was like, you know who would put this in Fire Pro? Ramona.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she used to be SP. Okay, I didn't know that. I only know her from the um the fucking thing that Riley tried to put together, the Sword of Moonlight. That's what it was. That's how I I, I found. That's how I knew. Yeah,
4: her. I've seen her work on that too. It's Sorry. very it's very important. This 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 pal gets in contact with me. That's all.
0: <laughs> that's all. All right. <laughs> okay, we've peaked. We've peaked. We put the Scissor Man is in Fire Pro Wrestling. We're done now. Uh, So we're done now. So hey, everybody, where can people find you if they want more of you?
5: Hi, I'm a new duck. I was here earlier, and I don't know my own Twitter handle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, I'm Courier Rice, your co-host. I'm I go by Courier Rice on the SelectButton.net forums. I'm Courier Rice on. Twitter. I'm on all the things. I also run the snexploration.tumblr.com microblog. Check that out, because sometimes I actually post on there.
2: I am Tulpa. I am a Memorious Tulpa on Twitter. I Twitch stream sometimes as Tupler. And you can find me on another Celeste Button podcast, No Rangers Allowed, the podcast where I am the DM for a Dungeons and Dragons game, and it is apparently good. It is not apparently good. It is good. Thought you were going to burn him for a second.
3: <laughs> I am Jennifer Connolly. I post as no code on the select button forums, and you can find me nowhere else.
4: I'm Bachelor. CEO Batchersoft, maker of DDD and Natural Playboys, the greatest game ever made. You can find it on com. You can find me on Twitter at Bachelorsoft and Instagram at and Maybe some other shit. I don't know, but thank you.
0: And uh, I've been your host, Virtual Clint. You can find me on Twitter at Virtual Clint. I'm also on the select button forums as Virtual Clint. You'll know me by the little red avatar. Um, if you like this podcast, please spread the word. It's the only way that people know about it because I'm terrible at, uh, PR, um, you know, so tell your life coach, tell your DM, I don't know, whoever you, you know, tell them about this podcast, um, and leave us some reviews on iTunes. Uh, that'll, that'll bump us up, I guess. I don't know. That's what I always hear on podcasts. If you leave us a review, I will read it on the podcast, even if it's really, really mean, uh Bachelor, I know, wrote a review, but it's not on iTunes for some reason. So we'll just have to wait. Probably because it was too rude. Uh, so uh for updates and to vote on our next game, follow at Snexploration on Twitter. That's S N Exploration on Twitter. That is where you can vote on our next game. And you want to follow it right now, even though you can't vote right now, just because the timing doesn't work out, whatever. Uh, if you have questions, you can email us at snexploration at gmail.com. Um, and then we have a Discord as well. If you just want to come and hang out, that's great. Um, it, you can go to it at tiny.cc slash snescord, S-N-E-S-C-O-R-D. Uh, as always, for more inane video game discussion, jump into the selectbutton.net forums. This is the part where we talk about the next three games that we're going to be voting on, and w- we're going to play one of these. So y'all ready for this? Yeah. I'm so oh. psyched and nervous and peeing myself. Don't pee yourself. Uh, I mean, you Be can't more like pee- Gen Con. She doesn't have to go. She doesn't have to go. <laughs> she really doesn't have got to
6: go.
0: I <laughs> So next week we're going to be, or next not next week, two weeks from now, whatever, we're going to be playing one of these games, Muhammad Ali, it's just fucking called Muhammad Ali. I didn't know that was a game. What? Is that, is that that one pirate game? I don't fucking That's know. That's
5: like really weird. I don't know. Move on.
0: <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, uh, a Japanese game called Tsuritaro? Don't know what that is. I think it's fishing. I think it's fishing, actually. Um, and then Mr. Tough. Tough with two Fs. Oh yeah, I have no idea what any of these games are. So we're going from a high to what's probably going to be a low. Oh, Muhammad Ali, was Boxing was an unreleased game by Virgin Games developed by Park Place Productions. Thank you, Tulpa. Well, that's the one to vote for. That's the one to vote for. Um, the next podcast is going to go up December 23rd. Um, right in time for you to visit your friends and family for Christmas, if that's what you do. And if not, then just listen to it. I don't fucking know. Uh, Give your family the gift that keeps on giving this fucking podcast. This podcast, we're going to keep giving you a gift every two weeks, and it's going to be the gift of profanity and tangents. And and Santa just showed up. Why? Yeah, Santa's, he's in my house too. What the fuck? Oh, God, he's drunk. He has a very
2: large pair of scissors. Oh, God, he's inside me. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. I'm cutting my way out. It's Shrug is for another
0: special guest appearance. All right. Well. Scissor Shrug. What is wrong with me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Until next time. Um, it's not an infomercial for Ginsu Knives and Scissors.
2: It's not Sweet
5: Home. It's not Dead Rising 2, thankfully.
4: It's not Jennifer Connolly's turn to go.
0: Jennifer. 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 It is Shrug. God damn it. Alright. Uh, thanks for joining everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Take it easy.
2: Bye.
6: Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks to Shnabubula for allowing the use of his incredible song playing Super Mario World while taking mushrooms. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Bye-bye.